0: hi guys welcome and welcome back to the podcast i've been meaning to watch that i'm your host monica and i'm joined by a co-host glenn say hi glenn hi guys hi Hi guys thank you so much for returning for another episode of the pod before we get started just so quick announcements um we got to 150 followers on Instagram recently. Uh, Yay! Shout out to our manager, Nee who's been working really hard on the reels. And, you know, feel free to follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go watch our YouTube videos where you can mm-hmm. see the video portion of the podcast. And we also put highlights up there from recent podcasts and past podcasts as well. Go follow us on their YouTube, Instagram. Follow us on Twitter as well um and be sure to you know subscribe to the pod and apple and and, and spotify share with your friends tell your peeps about it and you know send us recommendations in our instagram dms you know and like send us recommendations in the comments as well because we love to hear what you guys want us to do you know we're open to suggestions yeah you know so thank you guys so much uh this week we're going to talk about ozark because it recently ended so we're going to be talking about it from season one to season four going over all the interesting details and giving our thoughts about what happened in this amazing series but before we get into that it is time for can't wait to watch is the segment of the show where we talk about tv shows and movies that we cannot wait to see that are coming out soon glenn is there anything that you can't wait to watch that's coming out pretty soon
1: oh my goodness that is so much so much so much so much it's coming out really soon um first we've already kind of talked about this but um the boys is coming Mm. out very soon oh yeah Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm. um we also i think it technically already came out i think it came out this weekend haven't watched it yet um but love death and robots part three or season three whatever i think it came out on saturday friday Mm -hmm. saturday it's out um, okay. And then also, Obi Wan Kenobi, it comes out in like oh a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. Yep. Star yep. Wars, Star Wars,
0: Star Wars. So we have bro. three series.
1: Oh, and um, shoot, what was it? Stranger Things, Stranger Things 4 is also coming out. This is a stacked week, stacked two weeks. It's boom, 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 boom. Like four beloved series are all mm. coming out with the next one. Well, I guess Obi Wan Kenobi isn't technically already an established series, it's a spin off, but still um all coming out this week maybe this summer started off amazingly
0: i I'm, I'm excited for star wars i still haven't watched the bad batch or i still haven't seen boba fett but i do uh, watching it very okay, soon yeah
1: i haven't yeah. watched boba fett but i did watch the bad batch
0: okay um stranger things i'm gonna have to pass on because It's been years, you know, like, everybody in the cast of Stranger Things, they all look their age now, you know what I mean? Like, when they first were cast, they were, like, 17, 16, and they looked pretty young, like, they fit into it, but I feel like now, with, like, how old they all are, I'm kind of over it. Also, like, the only person from Stranger Things, the Stranger Things cast, the only people I really, like, am checking in on is Finn and Caleb. I love them both. I think they're both very talented. Caleb has been in several very, very good movies. Like he was in a movie with Idris Elba a minute Mm -hmm. ago. He also makes music. Like Caleb is extremely talented and doing very well for himself. And also Finn, I feel like Finn can give Timothy a run for his money. I really feel like he could. Like I like Finn a lot. I think he's, I think he is a pretty good actor. I can't wait to see him and like see what else he's giving. Um, I do like Millie Bobby Brown. I think she's very adorable and very sweet. But I'm just I'm more of a Caleb and Finn fan. I'm that makes sense.
1: Say. That's fine. That's fine. Uh,
0: recently, I did see a picture of her in a like with blonde hair, and a lot of people were thinking, "Britney Spears biopic." And to that, I say, possibly. I mean, to that, I, I say, feel like, I feel like it's kind of like. It's kinda, I feel like uh, it's too soon. Yeah, it is too. I feel too like soon, it's a little bit too soon. But, but also, I'm not against it.
1: No. If it I'm if it not. happened, yes. I would support it. Yes. I just don't think it's the right move right now.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I do want to say, I did like, oh my gosh. I don't know if this is, I think this is true. And I don't know if this like gossip that I heard, but Madonna is like training, um, not training, but she has a boot camp for singers and actresses who want to play her in a biopic and she's basically had all these singers at her house or on her compound or whatever like running these drills and singing and dancing so they could play her in a biopic and I think one of the people that got cut was for Fer- Fer- Ferreira? Fieria? I don't know if I can say her last name, but she's a singer songwriter and she was a pretty good singer for a while. She's coming out with new music recently. And I think she looks the most like Madonna when she was younger. And I feel like she fits Madonna's look a lot more. Apparently, BB Rexa made the cut, which I don't understand because BB Rexa is one of those singers that sings, that sounds like she has attitude, but it's not like Halsey. You
1: yeah. Know? Like, yeah. 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 There's um, that. All my love uh, to
0: Halsey for real. I love you, Halsey, but like, babe. The voices, you know, it's it's it gives what it gives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like BB Rex making that cut was like, why her? I know this is really random, but that's just something that crossed my mind. <laughs> Anyways. Uh yeah. Star Wars stuff, can't wait. Uh uh, Love, Death and Robots, you said?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I um <laughs> I tried to get into that show. It wasn't really like my thing, but I think I might try and give it another chance.
1: Yeah. I mean it's pretty enjoyable. I mainly watched it because my roommates are really into it. So I know they're going to be ranting and raving about it for the next like couple of weeks. So
0: Okay. Yeah. I think I think I'll try I think I'll give it a try. I'll take a look and you know see if I like it. Cause there have been a couple shows that like people talk about and they really like. And when I sit down to watch them, I'm just kind of like, mm. I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if I like this. like one of them was Enchantment, I think it was, and it was a Netflix show. and oh. I really wanted to like it because um, Homegirl from Broad City was in it. No, so here's, here's the thing. I
1: do not enjoy enchantment but <laughs> I have watched every single episode. Um, it's one of those shows that like I want to like so bad. And so when mm-hmm. the new season drops, I immediately watch it, but I never, I never really like it. I never really end up loving it. It's just kind of like, meh, but I still continue watching it because it's like each new season is like 10 episodes and they're all 20 minutes. Like it takes like three hours of my time to watch the new se- season. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why? Why? So I- I mean, mainly because, like, I just, like, it's the same way that, like, I'll put on, like, a five-hour YouTube video about, like, a super niche topic in the background while I'm, like, working on homework or while I'm, like, writing a paper or doing something. That's how I treat it. Oh, it's a new series? Okay, I'll put it on, and I will, like, be doing my laundry while it's playing in the background just because I want to like it so badly.
0: No. Yeah. Absolutely not. If I don't like something, I'm going to cut it off like i'm someone i can't do that i can't watch things that i don't like i can't like i can't make myself sit through something just because you know what i mean like i that's not me you know like there have been times where like i'll watch a show and i'll really like it and then one weird thing happens in the show and i'm like you know what let's give this a break because this is setting me off like you're sitting down watching something and you just feel kind of okay about it you're just letting your you're just struggling through it it,
1: like I said, I'm like doing my laundry. I'm washing dishes. I'm writing a paper. It's not like I'm sitting in and like I'm just staring at the screen. So it's background
0: like I'm doing... noise.
1: Yeah. It's just background noise. But no. like I'm like I'm half paying attention. If things start happening, then I'll start watching. You know? That's I am it. someone who like I constantly need background noise. I constantly need some sort of background noise. I can't operate
0: without it. I can't do that. I listen to lo-fi for a reason. Like... I I don't know. That just seems so strange to me. Okay. Well, okay. I think one thing I am excited for that is recently come out on Netflix is uh, Dave Letterman's show, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, because I do like David Letterman. I think he's very interesting and wonderful. Um, he has a new season of interviews out now he's talking to a couple of people and one of them is will smith Mm. so i assume that they're going to possibly be talking about the slap um maybe if not that's cool too but like there are also some really interesting people that are also in that season like cardi b is there ryan reynolds uh billy eilish you know so i i think i'm gonna give it a try usually i i don't Watch interviews because I'm not really like an interview kind of person, but I do like David Letterman and I do think he's very talented. He's great at his job, he knows what he's doing, he's been doing it for years and years and years. So, I'm definitely gonna give that a look. That's the kind of stuff I put on background noise like interviews or like podcasts, but usually, like things about politics that way, like I can hear the news, but I'm not paying attention too much because if I pay attention too much, I overthink and then I kind of like go through with, like. A death spiral and I don't need that. Also, Uh Working Moms is one of my favorite shows on Netflix, and it came out with a new season, and it's really, really good. And I love it so much, and it's so funny. So I can't wait to watch that. That's something because that's the thing. Also, Dairy Girls, Dairy Girls is one of my favorite shows ever. I discovered on Netflix, it's not a Netflix original, it's a channel four original. I think it is. It's like a UK show. It's about Uh these four white girls. They all live in Ireland, they're amazing, they're so funny. Like top-notch cast top-notch writing hilarious all the way through i'm so sad it's ending because you know Nic- nicola she's off doing bridgerton mm-hmm. and uh i'm sure the other actors are gonna go off and do their own thing and try their own stuff for a while like that's cool that's great that's okay i'm gonna pretend like i'm not too sad over it but i am i am very very sad over it because i love dairy girls so much and it's one of those shows that like same with Working Moms. When a new season comes out, I want to watch it so badly. I want to watch it so badly. But I have to pace myself because if I get once I get into it, I'm just gonna dive into it. I'm gonna keep watching it, and by the time it's over, I'm gonna be sad because it's over. So those are one of the shows that I like rewatch from the beginning and then watch all the way through to the end because I know there are more episodes, and I'm just like sitting there enjoying myself. I don't want it to be over, but I think I don't think Working Moms is gonna be over ending anytime soon maybe maybe not i don't know working on well, is a lot dicier as a show because it talks about pregnancy and motherhood and it's a lot more interesting because mm-hmm. the creator takes a lot of risk in the show and i'm not mad at it because like it's a show and i like it you know but i'm,
1: saying, yeah.
0: Ah, I'm excited yeah <laughs> yeah okay uh is there anything else that you're excited to watch that's coming out soon i don't think so i think a lot of the things that I can't wait to watch are, oh, me, are more so things that I need to watch that I haven't watched yet. So yeah, I don't think there's anything else for me either. Um, yeah. Okay, great. Also, I still have to watch Our Father, which is the show about the man who Has Mm -hmm. all the kids. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Also, there's a new show on Netflix that I want to see. It's called Savage Beauty. And I think it's like South African. And it's really dramatic. It's like giving, it's giving, it's giving, it's giving, it's giving, it's giving African movie. It's giving drama. It's giving Nigerian movie. It's giving like tea. It's like the thing (laughs) is, oh my gosh. I know once I start watching it, I'm gonna be hooked. And like I wish I could be in Netflix ear and be like. Hi, I need 10 more seasons of this show. If you could order it, thank you so much. Like, if I could do that, I'd be so happy, but I can't. But, you know. Yeah, I guess those are the last few things I'm excited to watch. Okay, if that's it, then we're going to go past Can't Wait to Watch. And we're going to get to the meat of the podcast and talk about Ozark. Ozark is a show on Netflix that recently ended with its fourth season, and it is very much inspired by the hit show Breaking Bad. Ozark follows the, you know, average life of Marty Byrd. He is a finance guy, he has a wife, he has a daughter and a son, lives a normal life, he drives one of the top-rated minivans in the U.S. But one thing you don't know about Marty Bird, who is relatively just a Chicago financial advisor, he happens to be, he happens to have a wonderful client, and that client works for the Mexican drug cartel. And when we open in episode one, season one, we find out that Marty's really stupid partner who's also been his friend since college has been making some bad decisions regarding cartel the cartel money. And so in the episodes in the show, the fact that like this is episode one. The fact that this After- is three minutes into the
1: first episode.
0: We just got here.
1: The fact that I don't even know Martin's name yet. Right. I don't even know
0: who Like I don't even remember the other guy's name. But he's gone. You know The Mexican drug cartel, Dell, you know, he is the spokesperson for the uh, Navarro cartel at this point in season one. He asks Marty and, you know, his friend, uh, what's going on with the money? Mm -hmm.
2: There's
0: something wrong with the books. Something's not adding up with the numbers. And we find out that Marty's really stupid friend has been taking money from the drug cartel, which is obviously a terrible idea. And so his partner dies. And now Marty is scrambling, you know, because he doesn't want to die, obviously. So he talks him out of the problem. He talks himself out of this situation, and he convinces the cartel that he can take the entire operation down to the Lake of Ozarks, which is off the radar from the feds, you know, not in Chicago. And he says there's plenty of opportunity there to launder their cash. And he promises to clean $8 million dollars, And he has three months to do it. And he has a promise to make even millions more in the next few years. And it's a great pitch so that Marty can buy himself some time. But it's just the start of his troubles. So then Marty has to, of course, relocate to the Ozarks. He tells his wife. He tells his kids. His kids aren't down for it. But who cares? Their kids are going to go wherever their parents say. Marty also finds out because he hired a private investigator that his wife, Wendy, has been cheating on him. And, you know, Wendy is possibly tempted to leave Marty, and Marty is possibly tempted to leave Wendy because she's cheating on him, duh. Uh, But, you know, Wendy tries to take money out of the account, the cartel finds out, and then Marty is brought to make a hard decision. Uh, Del had a scenario he pitched to Marty that was like, my uncle has a business. And there's this woman who works for him, who's worked for him for 10 years. And he finds out that she's been taking $20 from the cash tail. What should he do? Should he fire her or forgive her? And he asks him this question again when it comes to Wendy. And Marty says, you should fire her. Because this isn't the first time she's done it. It's just the first time you caught her. Mm -hmm. You know, she's done it before. And I have to say, when Wendy came into the house and she wasn't dead, I was kind of like, oh. Okay, understood. So certain people die, certain people don't die, and I feel like that kind of sets the tone for the series. That like, even though the birds are constantly in one conundrum after the other, they're not gonna die. They're not like they're the main characters. Like we keep bringing all these new people into the show for them to die, not the birds. You think I'm gonna kill Laura Linney? Hello, (laughs) that's Laura Linney. Okay, (laughs) she'll put some respect on her name. Okay,
1: absolutely. she is staying alive for the entire series. I'm oh, sorry, yeah.
0: <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> I mean, we could discuss that when we get to season four because yeah. I have my own theories. But uh, yeah, okay. So we are we have Charlotte and Jonah, the kids, and the birds decide to stick together. Because, you know, they don't want to die. And it's just easier if they just stay together rather than getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. So they uproot their lives and move to the middle of nowhere. And Marty realizes that it's not really hard to get into the criminal underworld in the Ozarks because everybody knows everybody and they don't trust him because he's an outsider. But he does get a resort called the Blue Cat and a strip club to uh, launder the cartel's cash. And the resort is run by Rachel Garrison. And he then um they're staying in a motel basically i i this is one thing i love about the show the show is so honest mm-hmm. like if i'm running with cartel money yes i'm keeping it in a duffel bag yes i'm hiding it under a bed like what do you want me to do dig a ditch and put it in there yeah <laughs> put it in a bank account no absolutely not i'm not gonna do that it's just so hilarious how like he walked into the bank in episode one with all those suitcases on him and then rolled out with those suitcases. Oh my gosh. I, I find it hilarious. I find it funny. And the fact that like those uh the Langmores took his money makes sense. Ruth Langmore, then working for Marty Bird. Mm-hmm. Let me say this. Ruth, that's my girl right there. No,
1: absolutely. Ruth! Absolutely.
0: I will root her on. Every single time. Every single season. Julia Garner, you do not understand. Like, <laughs> I love you. Like, you don't understand. You're amazing. I I truly, man. I'm getting ahead of myself. Mm-hmm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, we don't know nothing about her yet. Right,
0: right, 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 right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, like you said, Ruth Langmore, part of a local small-time crime family in the Ozarks, And, you know, clearly has the brains to help out the operation, so he hires her. Uh, Rachel is also there. You know, she runs the blue cat. Uh, She's kind of scared of Marty and everything, but um, Ruth is ready to go. Ruth does not care. She is 100% in. Like, she's down for it. Um, There's also... Okay, my season one notes are a little all over the place, but just stick with me. Okay. All right. So, they're trying to find another thing to launder money through mm-hmm. and um the birds f- see a preacher on the water. It is Mason. He's a local preacher and they decide to offer to build him a church. What they don't know is that there's a uh family by the name of the Snell's who are you know, Jacob and Darlene Snell, they are a pair of notorious heron dealers who uh, are using Mason's church on the water to run drugs through his parishioners. And they can do that on the water. Because the boating police aren't really going to do anything about it, so the snails find out about Marty's plan to build him a church, and of course, they're not okay with that. They're not happy with that, and they want him to stay on the water. So Marty is doing whatever he can to try and keep Mason on the water. And the one thing that's so funny with the show, every single time, <laughs> every single time Marty solves one problem, another one pops up. Every single time, Marty figures out one thing, a a cross goes up. Mm -hmm. He figures out something Mm -hmm. else, someone goes missing. Yeah. Every single time. He's just trying to stay alive and protect (laughs) his family. And everyone else is like, nah. No, nothing. Let me serve my best interest. Let me look out for myself, you know? So the feds were on to Marnie from the start. And the birds were followed by this agent, Roy Petty, who is... A terrible person. <laughs> he's uh, okay. yeah. he's awful. Uh, he um, he starts to get close to Ruth's uncle Russ, and tries to get him to cooperate with the FBI. And Ruth Russ finds out that Ruth is trying to kill Barty, and you know, basically, Petty stops that from happening mm-hmm. because. Petty has fallen for Rustling more. Unfortunately, that ends badly because Rustling more dies. He res- he dies in season one, right?
1: Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, he dies yeah, in season yeah. one. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's what happens. I'm trying to look to huh? yeah, season one, um, because Russ is trying to set Ruth up and ruth catches on pretty quickly because she's smarter than russ she's smarter than all of them so then russ and his brother i forget the other guy's name it don't matter he dies anyways yeah mm-hmm. so i to go to the blue cat to take out marty and instead ruth rigs up the blue cat's dock and takes him out and so a lot of things happen near the end of the season i'm just trying to make sure i get through everything um Essentially, Marty is scared, and he sends Wendy and the kids on the run. Um, Marty learns that the Snells are just as vicious as the Mexicans, but he convinces the he tries to merge the two worlds together, and he convinces Dell to funnel their money through the Snell's heroin operation. And it seems like he's out of the clear, but then Dell calls Darlene a redneck and he dies mm. and of course that causes huge problems for them uh Del is dead russ and his brother are dead um things get messed up with mason and unfortunately his wife dies we don't see her die she just disappears out of nowhere and the baby is the only thing that's left of her which is very very sad and also like what kind of person do you have to be to cut a baby out of a woman I, what? Have we, wait, have we got, I, you know you what? Know. What do you think happened to Grace?
1: Well, okay, so Zeke, the baby, is mm. perfectly healthy and fine. You know, like, Zeke is vibing. Zeke is a lot, Zeke is, like, one of the only, spoilers, Zeke is one of the only people that stay alive throughout the rest of the series. So. So. So I'm saying that, like, even though that threat sounds very gruesome and disgusting, and clearly, like, they off the mother, um, the baby is fine, you know, like they didn't quite literally just chop the baby out because otherwise the baby wouldn't have survived. They probably wait until after she gave birth and then just slit her throat, you know, like a civilized person would do.
0: Like a civilized person.
1: Like would a civilized do. person. Would
0: do. Okay, that's great. Also,
1: let's be realistic. Just because, um, they're like murderers and criminals. If there's one thing that every single man has in common, they don't want nothing to do with pregnancy. They don't want nothing to do with the delivery of a baby. They were waiting outside the delivery room. They are like, tell me when it's over, and then I'll come in. Mm.
0: Well, that's basically the end of season one, where the birds are in bed with the snails and their hair in operation. Um, I'm going to say, I remember when I first started watching the show, I was in awe about how many times Marty and Wendy got themselves into problems and they figured their way out. Okay, wait a second. They I...
1: got themselves into problems.
0: Not got themselves, <laughs> but like, you know, like, ah, like what's going on It'd be here? one thing
1: after another. One thing, one thing after, after
0: another. another. Just killing me. Killing me. Season two. I'm going to be honest and say that I think uh, season one is one of the better seasons of Ozark. But me, in my personal opinion, I think season two is the best season like most people would agree with you on that yeah i think season two is like prime like you know what i mean because that's when charles wilkes comes in and like wendy really gets into her bag like that's when she first gets into her girl boss era where she kind of gets annoying and it's like ooh, we're gonna like we're seeing wendy boo we're seeing making boos like i kind of like this so we're in season two uh, to replace Dell, the cartel sends in Helen Pierce, who is a lot scarier. <laughs> yes. A lot scarier. And so the cartel knows that the Snells killed Dell. So Jacob has to kill Ash to make it fair. And Darlene is upset because, you know, Darlene loved Jacob like a son. And this obviously causes a rift in their relationship, you know, because Darlene killed Dell mm-hmm. and ruined the deal they had with the Mexicans. You know, always just Darlene always also messes stuff up. Yeah, like constantly. She, oh, she is I she causes more. I think individually, if we're
1: talking about which characters cause the most problems for like mm-hmm. the group of main characters, it's usually Darlene.
0: Yeah. She is so stubborn and just like, oh my gosh, just so annoying and irritating and always getting in the way. But somehow she gets what she wants. And I don't like I can't. Stand <laughs> her. I cannot stand her. Oh my gosh. All right. So hold on, I clicked the wrong tab and I lost my notes. Okay, there they are. My bad. Okay. So now the birds, um, they have to open a casino Mm -hmm. to launder the cartel's money. And Wendy starts to take point on the legal side of things to make that happen. Because she used to work in politics in Chicago. So she starts working with Charles Wilkes, you know, tries to get an invitation to the Lake House, who is a huge player in the South in Southern politics. And she gets in with Charles Wilkes. They kind of become friends. He takes a liking to her. And she starts to play dirty by blackmailing senators. And she finds out that Charles wants a casino on land and he wants to make a whole entertainment center around it. The problem is that the snells own on the land and they don't want to do it. So Wilkes is out. He's like, unless you can give me a casino and a mall and a hotel and a go-karting place, I'm not in it. So Wendy decides to implicate Charles Wilkes by making a charitable donation through Michael Fleming, which is a secret identity that Marty made for them when they were supposed to go on the run season one. Mm -hmm. Um, Wendy tells Jonah to make a charitable donation to Wilkes Foundation under the name Michael Fleming with cartel money. So now he's in bed with them. So it doesn't matter if he wants the uh, casino or not, you're stuck with us. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry. Oops. And also Charles Wilkes as a character, man I like him I really liked him like the actor the writing mm-hmm. he's kind of like he's very much that douchey white guy that you know that went to this state school and thinks that he's yeah. so cool and everything like but in the series he's kind of interesting and the fact that Wendy was like actually considering like cheating on Marty with him I was kind of like girl go for it yeah like, you did <laughs> not
1: like, you like, did not <laughs> okay that's too much i'm taking (laughs) back my support of the character now i didn't know we were going there (laughs)
0: like okay she was thinking about it
1: once i guess she could do it again (laughs) okay
0: but like that guy that she did it with he was like an actual good guy and she did it with him because she felt bad because her husband was laundering money and he became distant ever since he started working for the cartel and you know he wasn't sharing his emotions and his feelings Marshall's looks looks like kind of bad and kind of evil so it's like Enemies to lovers kind of deal, but not really lovers. But like, kind of like, I hate you. We're on different sides, but also like, (laughs) it's giving (laughs) Romeo and (laughs) Juliet. It's giving those um short romance books that you know moms have. They're like really small and like really fine print. And so like this, (laughs) the scenes where they're like in bed are like three pages long, and it's like she. It's like his you can stop. I know exactly what <laughs> you You don't need to keep describing that. We get the point.
1: We all know.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, basically, I was down for it. But, you know. <laughs> so basically,
1: I was rooting for her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of was. I mean, like, we we all were, too. I'm not going to lie. No, no, um, we were.
1: We were. I'm yeah. just not so vocal about it. God damn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um. Next up, because we can be in bed with a lot of criminals, uh, the Kansas City mob won't allow anyone to open a casino. So Marty enlists to help a buddy. Uh, Buddy is the old man that is living in their basement. Mm -hmm. They moved into his house. The only stipulation was that he can stay there with them until he dies because buddy is dying he has a bad heart and buddy used to run with frank cosgrove who's the leader of the kc mob back in his days in detroit so buddy goes in and he vouches for marty and the mob is okay with the casino as long as they get their cut and Mm -hmm. ruth is left with the responsibility of buying a boat for the casino and she leaves her day-to-day responsibilities at the strip club to homeboy who's a realtor who's also mama's boy whose mom got hit by a bus it's season one
1: Right. yeah i feel like that was the middle of season one what is that
0: guy's name i have no idea <laughs> like I have no idea i don't know why nobody mentions his name but i can't remember this guy's name also he kind of looks like mark zuckerberg I'm like he just has like that he has the but it's
1: more just like the blanket expression you know it's the
0: hammerhead shark looking ass face you it's know, the uh, eye set,
1: like, where the mm-hmm. eyes are sun in his face. He's
0: just so pale and boring and just, like, ordinary. Which is
1: weird, because isn't he, like, from Missouri, like, mm-hmm. everyone else? Like, how are you that pale? He's also mad rich.
0: there. Yeah, like, he has a lot of money he's inherited from his mom. and Like, at least move to, like, a city. And moved move to a place where there's sunshine.
1: Yeah. You know, like
0: kind of pick up your life a little bit
1: Also, at at least pay for like a tanning bed or something like and he wanted to be a motivational speaker
0: money is motivational sir you couldn't motivate me to tie my shoes like how motivational are you you couldn't motivate yourself to stand up to your mom like what's your what you better tell me what you better teach
1: me you know like that sounds like almost actually wait the more that you say this the more I think, he actually make a great motivational speaker. Because mm-hmm. most motivational speakers aren't walking what they're talking. <sighs> I'm well, really vibing.
0: Okay, well, uh, we got what's his um,
1: face, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so the Mark Zuckerberg wannabe is um, running the strip club now. He falls in love with the stripper. Uh, she's his girlfriend. Blah blah blah. Tales all this time since Ruth's <laughs> uncles are dead. <laughs> Her dad Kang Langmore, Cade Langmore is on parole now and in the Ozarks and she wants to impress her dad. She wants to show her dad how well she's doing and she wants her dad to be proud of her because she's doing so well for Marty Bird and of course Cade does not like that because he's her father and he raised her to be a criminal and he robs a diner in the middle of like one of their little escapades out at night and he tries to remind her that like you ain't you're nothing. You're just like me. We're criminals. Marty ain't your father. I'm your father. All that kind of terrible parenting stuff. It's like, calm down, the fuck. Yeah. And Rachel, at the end of season one, ended up stealing $100,000 from the cartel out of the boards because, you know, Marty and Wendy and the kids took the cartel money and put it up in a room and hid it in the walls. The way that they have tried to hide that cartel money Seven different ways. And each thing, every single time they try to hide that cartel money, somebody finds it. Somebody takes it. Somebody snatches it up. Like, man, what? They have terrible luck. But basically, they um, move the money from there to the funeral home. And then we find out that Rachel went on a bender. And Rachel is not doing well. Rachel ends up driving into a pole. Mm-hmm. And then Petty picks her up threatens her with three felony charges and tells her to go back to the Ozarks and work for him as a CI so that he can implicate Marty and get him arrested because he's sad because his little redneck boothang has died. You know, he's really hurt over it. And i it's the way that therapy could help this man. Men will if literally just, go
1: to space before going to therapy, calm down.
0: Men will literally like... Men, they they will use somebody as their pawn before they sit there and think maybe I'm the problem.
1: Men have never been the problem. <laughs> <which would> be-
0: <laughs> if you were to take the time and look within yourself, it takes an introspection and like reflect on your life choices. Maybe you would understand that, like maybe it's you. If you literally sat in silence for yeah. fifteen
1: seconds, you'd be like. I'm actually the one causing all the problems. Yeah,
0: maybe it's me. And we also learn about a little bit more about Mr. Petty. You know, his mom has a drug problem due to her pain uh, because she had a fall, um, I think maybe a year or two ago. They don't Mm -hmm. specify exactly what happened with his mom and when that happened, but essentially his mom had like some problems with pain. And, you know, that makes sense as to why he has such a hard on to taking down the cartel because his mom's addicted to heroin and he it would it would it would do you so good if you would just check your mom in somewhere and maybe just maybe understand like the anger that you feel towards marty is something that needs to be directed somewhere else you know what i mean like is marty a good person not really but like the way petty is just like lives up to his name in the worst way
3: oh my god he
0: really is like off the deep end the way that this man is just doing the most and the way that the fbi i really do believe the fbi kind of knew what he was doing but they didn't really care that much because they wanted him to get the win and they wanted him to get the collar but eventually it got to be way too much you Mm, know what i mean yeah he was just doing a lot you know what i mean he was all
1: over the place he was was all over
0: the (laughs) place there's always somebody in one of these shows That's doing too much. You tell them sit down somewhere, go away. If this person maybe you take
1: a coffee break. Oh my gosh!
0: If somebody hit this person with the car, we would have a peaceful episode for once. (laughs) Because you'd be stuck in the hospital, we wouldn't have to see you popping in where you don't belong. My gosh, go away! But Petty eventually obtains enough information to obtain a warrant to search Marty's house. Uh, Of course, Marty doesn't leave anything valuable at his home. But we do find out that uh, Charlotte and Jonah stole some money from the wall and have been hiding it in the roofs, which is a rebellious teenage thing to do, but obviously not a smart thing to do because that's cartel money. Yeah, it's such a parent's money. money. Um, and Petty uh, talks to Ruth to try and make the cartel suspicious of her. Ruth Marnie vouches for Ruth, even though he found out just like maybe a couple a little while ago that she tried to kill him. Yeah, uh, so that can suspicious. that can you know cause a little rift in a relationship. Uh, but you know, uh, she is tested by the cartel to see if they can trust her, and they do trust her. Uh, I skipped that scene with
1: the waterboarding.
0: Yeah, that was too much for me.
1: It, I never, I mm. can't stand any type of waterboarding scene. Mm-hmm. It's always so.
0: Hmm. Uh huh. And the scene when uh uh uh, what is it? Dell. He's chopping off Marnie's toes.
1: Oh, like the finger, oh, the toenails. He's like yeah. pulling the toenails out. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh my
0: gosh, that was awful. I that was it. awful.
1: I can't stand any kind of like body Ooh. horror, body torture like that. Even though it's like minor, it's not mm. like purposely gruesome. It's just yeah. Ugh.
0: I like that Ozark doesn't shy away from like. The possible nitty-gritty and gross parts of working for a drug cartel but they don't do too much yeah you know they show you enough that's like oh this is gross this is terrible this is like really happening but it's just like they keep that balance they keep that line you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and they know how to like mitigate that also another thing that like i kind of like but don't like about the ozark show is the lighting like everybody is in the shadows can I see somebody's face? No. Can I see like
1: you get paid enough to see no. somebody's face?
0: The lighting is like, I get it. It's like everyone's in the shadows. It's a murky gray area. It's why everything's in a bluish tint. It's a show the moral gray of the show and how nobody's really a good person, but nobody's really a bad person. And it's decisions we make, like nothing's in black and white, like blah, 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 whatever. I get it. I understand that. That being said, it's morning time. Why is half of your face in a shadow? That being said like, it is
1: high noon. Why like, can I not make out a single feature of your face?
0: Please, please explain to me. Why can I not see you clearly? Like, it's like shadows, just like hiding your, like, I, I don't like it. I get it. I just don't really like it that much. Uh, but after that, um, Helen says that the snail's poppy field needs to be burned before the feds find it because the feds are combing through this town and they're trying to take everybody down. Everybody's going down. Everyone's going down. Everyone's going down. All right, but the snails want to take their chances because they have local enforcement in local law enforcement in their pocket, but they're going to mess everything up. So Buddy decides to burn down the uh, poppy farm for them, and then he dies, which is very sad. Mm-hmm. But you know, shout out to Buddy for literally going out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, I right. see As he should, because he deserves Buddy. Buddy was really great. Like, Buddy was really was one of my favorite characters in the show. Even though it was very clear he was kind of a racist. He was, you know, he was an interesting character. He was a fun character. And he was Jonah's best friend. And I really feel for Jonah in the show. Also, three. I feel for three in the show. We barely see him.
1: And, I can't like, feel for three because I saw, we saw three literally three times in four seasons.
0: Yeah.
1: So I can't forget that he exists.
0: The way he literally has 10 lines in every single season, like the possibility of a spinoff would have to rely on three and Jonah teaming up and like becoming best friends or something like that. Mm
3: Because
0: I mean, I don't know if that, because like the showrunners of Ozark have talked about the possibility of there being a spinoff for the show because it's so popular. It's so well liked. I do want to say, Based on that finale, I think y'all can keep that. Yeah, we actually. I think y'all can it. hold that in the chamber. It was great. It was
1: great idea before it you was, showed the ending.
0: Yeah, it was fun while it lasted, but I think we're gonna we're gonna leave that alone. Thank you though, but no, thank you. Thanks okay. for Yeah. So now, um. Petty comes up to an empty poppy field. You know, his search, his victory lap is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. Rachel outs herself as a CI to Marty, so he won't implicate himself on the night of the funeral. And, you know, Petty gets really pissed off. He's mad at her. He's upset at her. Petty keeps acting erratic and out of control. And so Rachel doesn't trust him and she leaves. She finally goes away and leaves. And we find out that Mason, I think we find this out kind of early in the season, Mason is living on the street with his child. Yeah, Wendy wants to help him he doesn't accept her help so he's arrested and Mason kidnaps Wendy to try and get his child back Marty does a whole lot of crazy stuff he pulls every single trick out of his hat to try and get this baby back and he does but Mason is still not convinced that that's his child and Mason crosses a line he starts going crazy and like Marty has to kill him and this scars Marty because he's never really taken someone's life before like literally taking someone's life directly and he's scarred by it but Wendy's he's fine and Wendy's moving on and she's keeping the business going and I want to say like a lot of people listen is it strange to keep moving after you watch your loved one kill somebody yes but you need somebody with a level head and composure and someone's going to keep it pushing Okay, okay okay
1: so even take it out of this scenario, like, yeah. unfortunately, like, let's pretend that this is real life for a second. Mm-hmm. You really can't completely shut down. Like, life isn't going to stop just because, like, you're shell-shocked, you know? Yeah. Like, in the real world, you don't get time off because yeah. your husband just killed someone. You have to go to work the next day. Yeah. So... Like, yeah, it's a little bit dramatic in this case, but, like, that's also how our real world works. You don't get mm-hmm. to have time off for that. You do have to be at work in eight hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Like, they literally have an interview where they have to, like, kind of do a PR clean-up around the fact that the FBI is looking into them and there is an FBI, you know, in their house and they're trying to open up a casino, like, in the Missouri, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, it, I feel like, it shows how Marty, like the one problem in Marty and Wendy's relationship is that Wendy feels like Marty doesn't open up a lot and Marty isn't vulnerable. And the thing is like, he can't afford to be because he works for a cartel boss and he's constantly trying to keep everybody out of trouble and trying to keep people from doing things and messing up. And if he like ever like breaks down too much, he feels like he's going to shatter. But it's also a um, part of, that's also a commentary on how men, did not take the time to be emotional and like talk about their feelings and blah 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 all that stuff you know what i mean mm-hmm. but um yeah marty he's he's not doing well he's <laughs> yeah. not doing well and wendy kind of tries to step up and like tries to help out you know uh we also find out that jonah has opened his own offshore account in the name of michael fleming and started laundering funds charlotte's trying to be emancipated because she does not want to do this anymore uh, Darlene doesn't want to work with the Mexicans, and Jacob is annoyed. He's Jacob is frankly he's like, I can't do this no more. He's like, we like this, no. Nah. So Jacob decides to go on a morning walk with Darlene as they usually do. He takes a small little knife with them, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, he doesn't get to kill her because she poisoned his coffee, and you know he dies. in like kind the of sad.
1: sweetest way ever, yes. A conversation that
0: they have, yes. Like, Jacob's like, oh, Darlene, you're a woman after my heart. you were going to kill me. I was going to stab you in the neck and watch you bleed out on the floor, But it it's so lovely. Like, this is twisting. That's
1: love. That's lot. toxic.
0: <laughs> That's toxic. Oh, my gosh. Like, they're like, if I don't have what they have, then I don't want it at all. Like, babe, what? Like, I'm sure y'all have killed people and buried people in those poppy fields before, but like, oh my gosh oh and the whole thing with them burying up the bodies finding bodies in the poppy field and like them having to figure out if like if it's if it's the Snell's ancestors or not and try to do that whole oh, work around
3: mm-hmm.
0: oh my gosh the way that this show constantly has one problem after the other and the way petty's face looks so stupid he looks so dumb after he figured, out, he figured out that he buried up their dead family members, which I don't believe were all their dead family members, but you know, that's not a here, nor there. Basically, Betty ended up looking dumb, of course. <laughs> and um, Darlene, uh, why did I say with a draw? Darlene, uh, she takes out Jacob, unfortunately. May he rest in peace. The one person who Had a solid head on his shoulders, gosh. And she wants out of the casino deal. She doesn't want to do it. She doesn't work with the Mexicans. She doesn't want to cooperate. She hates it. But she'll reconsider her position if she gets Zeke. So Marty hands over Zeke so the deal can go through. And Ruth still craves the attention of her father, still craves his approval. So she agrees to help steal Marty's cash, but she finds out he doesn't keep it in the funeral home. Instead, he moved it to Buddy's mausoleum. Buddy, may he rest in peace. You are a great man you know okay. shout out to you 21 gun salute you know what i mean and ruth cuts ties with her father she's done with him she doesn't want to deal with him no more he's a bad person Cade goes to Agent petty to try to make a deal but petty isn't into it because Cade can't even get close enough to marty bird so he doesn't even care it doesn't matter to him and of course petty runs his mouth does the most as a complete dick and then Cade kills him because we've been waiting for somebody to take petty out and somebody did and Kay takes him out, and a very, in a very satisfying way. I'm gonna say right now, to watch <laughs> true, Petty's head true. get bashed in with a toolbox, it was about it. time. <laughs> it was. We were really waiting. I was cheering. We, no, I, waiting. Was chewy. I, like yes. was like, I was cheering. I was popping. Yes. You know what? A broken clock is right twice a day,
3: mm-hmm. and
0: Kay was right to take Petty out because my gosh, did he get under my skin? Did he just? Make my britches itch. Like, I'm just so sick of him. My gosh. So Cade goes back to Ruth and is like, I need help. I need you to say that I was with you all morning. And Ruth is like, absolutely not. So Mm -hmm. Cade holds over the one thing he has against Ruth that uh, Ruth took out Wyatt's um, uncles. And Wyatt has been sad about his uncle dying. He has been seeing him around and he's kind of like been seeing him um, in his dreams. Not in his dreams, but like kind of like... Well, kind of. Not really dreams, more like he's there, but he's not there. You know? So Wyatt... Also, Wyatt got into Mizzou, which is so great. And like, oh my gosh, it sucks that... It sucks. Because I'm not going to lie, I thought Cade was bluffing. But then again, he did punch her in the face. So Mm -hmm. maybe he wasn't. I was about to say, I don't know why you thought he was bluffing. I wanted to believe he was bluffing because I didn't want Ruth to tell Wyatt because Wyatt is such a good person. And like, oh my, it, she told Wyatt and Wyatt is upset and Wyatt is sad. And I'm not going to lie. At the end of season one, I felt like Wyatt knew. I thought, that's what I thought. I thought at the end of season one when they went to- I do the feel uncles, like they you know? backtracked
1: on that a little bit. Oh, okay.
0: Because like, he wouldn't have been so okay with her taking out her his uncles, you know? So it makes sense if they- I don't know like uh yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it's I did not want I did not want her to tell him but she told him and then he was all upset and then like whenever Julia Garner cries it hurts me <laughs> it, it it's so because like a lot of people cannot act and cry But Mm -hmm. Julia Gardner, she really does give Ruth all that she can. Like she really does embody the character of Ruth and she takes it on like a second skin. And she is just she just kills that character. So when she was crying, oh my gosh, that's why she has an Emmy. That's why she has an Emmy. Oh my gosh. Julia, you deserve so much. You deserve so much in this world, babe. Oh gosh. So did Ruth. Let me tell you something. All the Ruth Langmores out there in the world, I hope your criminal empire thrives.
3: Oh, my God. I hope it okay.
0: thrives.
1: Okay.
0: I'm joking. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. but like, you What know. she says isn't necessarily associated with my
1: beliefs. She does not represent both of them.
0: I'm joking. I'm coming course, my back here. But... I don't want them
1: coming after me. I'm in danger.
0: Listen, all the Ruth Langmores of the world, just know y'all got this. I believe in y'all. 110%, you don't need a Marty bird, all right? I, I believe in you. I believe in you for real. But, um, okay. Uh, Wyatt thought it was Marty that killed his bird. Oh, sorry. Wyatt thought that was Marty who killed his dad, but Ruth fesses up to it so Kate doesn't have anything to hold against her. And Cade goes after Charlotte, which is a bad idea. So mm-hmm. Wendy tries to pay him to get out of town uh, when really she was setting him up for a hit. And at the end of the episode, we find out that the birds finally opened their casino, and Marty has been making plans for them to run, to ditch, to get out of there. But Helen tells Wendy that the cartel is very impressed with what they've done. I feel like Helen kind of knew that they were going to dip.
1: Oh, yeah. Like,
0: she sensed it. So that's why she went to Wendy. How smart. Yeah. Helen's a genius. Helen's been the cartel's lawyer for years. She knows mm-hmm. what's up. She knows all the twists and turns. She knows what's going on. So when she goes to Wendy and she's like, you know, Navarra's very impressed with what you did. She's speaking to Wendy's ambitious side. Mm-hmm. She's speaking to the fire side of Wendy. She was
1: like, girl bosses see each other.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. Yes. I know. And she was right. She was right. Yes. See, I'm girl boss, you're gaslight. I uh- you know. <laughs> yeah. And your husband?
1: we gatekeeping her. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So Wendy, of course, takes the hit out on Cade. And she decides that, you know what? We're going to stay in the Ozarks. Charlotte's going to stay with us. Jonah's going to stay with us. We're staying here. Mm-hmm. The safest thing to do is get closer to Navarro. Because the closer we get to Navarro, The more untouchable we become. If we run away, the cartel will find us. But if we stay in and we get closer, we get deeper in. We can come out the other end safe. Yeah, and that's what they decide to do. That ends season two. We're in season three, opening with the Missouri Bell, one of the worst commercials I've ever seen in my life. Worst commercials. Where's commercials? commercials? Where's commercials? That was yes. one of the
1: best commercials I've ever seen. Sorry, is the business not booming?
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh Charlotte is working with them. Uh Jonah kind of entering his rebellious face a little bit. He's still laundering money, but he's still being a little bit rebellious. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh we meet Ben, who was Wendy's brother, who puts a lot of things about Wendy in perspective. I'm not gonna lie.
1: You have to say it like that, but yeah. <laughs>
0: How yeah. was I supposed to say it?
1: It's giving eldest daughter syndrome.
0: It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so we go on to Ruth is promoted to casino manager, and she is Marty's right hand woman. Uh, she coordinates cash drops with the KC mob, who are in charge of transportation. And Frank Jr. is a dick. You know, he doesn't like Ruth. He's mean to her. Mm -hmm. She kicks him in the nuts and throws him off a boat, which is bad. And Marty gives the Casey mom a bigger cut as an apology and says that if Frank is untouchable, Ruth is also untouchable. And we also find out that the Navarro cartel is at war with a rival cartel. And Wendy sees this as an opportunity to expand into legitimate businesses as a safety net. So Navarro can pass down the businesses to his children legally if he happens to die. But Marty thinks this is a bad idea. He doesn't like this idea. He wants out. He hates this idea. They're going to couple therapy as one of the stipulations for Charlotte staying with them. But Marty is bribing the therapist. So it's not really working out. Also, they're not really talking about their issues because it's a little deeper than their issues.
1: mm, Yeah. Yeah,
0: like Marty is upset because his wife ordered a hit on somebody. And he's also upset that his wife wasn't sad that he killed someone. And Wendy's upset because Marty doesn't want to get closer to a cartel boss, even though Marty was hell-bent on getting out of there. So why would he want to do more, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, we also find out they're trying to buy an old casino because a new casino that moves across the water for that old casino is taking all their business. And, you know, Helen and Wendy, they're down, they're ready to do it. Uh, the the wife of the couple who run the casino are ready to do it. The husband does not want to do it. Marty tries to appeal to his side and be like, why do you need a sacrifice for her happiness? What about you? What do you want? You don't want to sell this. This is your blood. This is your lifeline. You should keep it. Keep it for yourself. Marty is season three. Marty, what are we thinking? What are we thinking?
1: We're what? not. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I feel like he went through like an entirely an entire personality change for season three. Hmm. Why? He just got dumber and more <laughs> frantic. Like he was always a little bit frantic when put into like desperate scenarios, but he was always smart. He was a little bit I would say before in season one, season two, he was smart and sometimes a little bit frazzled. Now he's just a little bit, like, frantic all over the place and just happens to, like, stumble across the right things. As opposed to, like, before when, like, he was finding the right things. Just a little bit stressed.
0: You know? Does that make sense? It kind of does. Because, like, end of season one, Marty was coming in there at the Snell's house with, like, the maps and stuff. And he had his research. He had his notes. He -hmm. had a presentation. He knew exactly what he wanted to do and how to get it done. But... Season three, we're bugging our wife's phone. Mm -hmm. We're downloading an app on our wife's phone to listen to her calls when she's talking to a cartel boss. Marty.
1: Are you dumb?
0: Marty. Marty. Another thing is that Maya Mitchell, girl, I love you. I love Maya. She's the one person in the show that has actual morals and she stands by her beliefs. She's the one white hat in the show.
2: Oh my god. I like
0: her. I like her. Also, she's a baddie. I'm not gonna lie. Marty has had a couple... This is bad. Marty I and Rachel. <laughs> okay. Marty and Rachel. I I wasn't against it when that kind of started happening. But it was obviously like Marty playing into the savior complex of like, I want to help this woman. She doesn't know, like, she needs help. She I wanna be there for her. I want to provide for her. I want to like take care of her. I want to like, you know, like because Wendy can do bad all by herself. You know, Wendy, she didn't really need a man. She needs Marty, of course, because, you know, Marty is essential. But Wendy isn't someone who's dependent on Marty. Wendy isn't someone who's too vulnerable. She's not too open. Although she wants Marty to open up and be uh, talk about his feelings a little bit more with her, so that way they can become closer. Wendy talks openly about her feelings, but she's still very guarded and analytical, you know what I mean? Sure. She knows when to... Open up, and she knows when to guard her emotions. And Marty can't figure out his wife, but Rachel was simple and easy, and she was pretty. And Rachel left, but then Maya comes into the picture. And Maya's this white hat; she's the savior. She's such a good person. She has a heart of gold. She has strong morals. I know that Marty had a little thing for Maya. I know that he did. No, because you're right. Yeah, and. I, like, when my office did the deal of, like, being, like, you know, you don't have to snitch on Navarro. You can confess that you're guilty to another cause. You go to jail for 18 months. You come back. You work for the FBI. You know, like, you can do that. The fact that he was about to take that deal and then he got snatched up to Mexico. Oh, and then Ben saw. I was like, oh, no, this is bad. This is very, very bad. Because, as we know, Ben uh, quit his teaching gig because uh he kind of had a little bit of an outburst i'm not gonna lie his outburst was low key warranted i don't think he should have thrown the kids phones in the shredder but low key sometimes teachers feel like doing that so i understand and i get it should he have attacked the person that was handling the shredder probably not but that also happened so you know and ben i love oh my gosh that actor wow wow Wow. no you're right no no you're right (laughs) I wow. Um, I I don't know. Wow, uh, I, you know. <laughs> but basically, sometimes to all over the place. Where are my notes? Um, uh, okay. Wendy's wearing a lot more eyeliner in this season, too. You notice that, like, is either eyeliner or is like the bottom lashes are a little more pronounced. Yeah. 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 Also, I, I I don't think this is relevant to the show, but I'm just gonna say it. I hate the wardrobe choices. That's I hate surprise, the wardrobe right? choices. All are... oh, their clothes are ugly.
1: I mean, they're supposed to be in, like, Missouri. Like, I have um, grandparents who live in Missouri. That's how they dress. Like, every time I've been to Missouri, every single thing that they've worn the show, I have seen people wear in Missouri. There's not a single piece of clothing that was worn in any part of this show that was in Missouri that I haven't seen someone in Missouri actually wear. It's a perfectly accurate. It's just boring.
0: I just couldn't. I don't know. I just hate t-shirt dresses <laughs> and all of Helen's clothes just hang on her. You know, yeah. like like we can put on something nice. <laughs> oh we God. can put on something presentable. Like I Marty wears the same outfit every episode. Yep. The same thing. He wears the same shoes too. Like, why is Charlotte the only person in the show that knows how to dress? Why is Charlotte the only person in the show that knows how to dress? No, no, When they get her extensions and they dye her hair and she starts wearing makeup? A baddie. A baddie. (laughs) When Jonah grows up, like, he actually gets older. Like, when the actor, like, gets a little bit older. Man. Also, Ruth, when she grows her hair out, very pretty, very beautiful. I love it, yes. And three, I'm not gonna lie. I low-key think they replaced three in season four, part two
1: no same he not person same.
0: he does not look the same
1: okay also when we first saw three it mm-hmm. was 2017 when we yeah. next see three it's 2022. yeah <laughs> a
0: lot can happen yeah.
1: in five years you're right no. you're right he just uh, grew out his
0: hair a little bit <laughs> yeah you're not gonna lie he just grew into his face a bit he just got a little older that happens all right so um navarro likes a plan of the legitimate businesses uh, the plan is to buy a failing Riverboat Casino, but Marty's working against Wendy because Marty hates girl bosses. He hates feminism. You know what I mean? So he enlists the KC mob to screw with a fireworks display on the York Casino. Let's take away business from the old casino. And now that the York Casino is basically like has been basically set on fire. The owners of the old casino don't want to sell anymore. Right. But Marty doing that wakes up the FBI because you thought that they were gone no baby they were waiting they're waiting on you to mess up yeah and also in the other casino Ruth has been looking at cheating software for the casino that Marty has the Missouri Bell mm-hmm. and Wendy enlists Ruth's help to use that to get jackpots on all of the slot machines which is where the casino gets most more- of their money slot machines so then they have to sell they have to sell the casino also they have to sell the casino because uh the husband of the couple Pushes his wife off a cliff and she dies. That has nothing to do with it. It's just <laughs> <laughs> <and> software. <laughs> it happened. Mean, I mean, you know, I love it. Like, she just randomly died. And it was like, oops. Oh, well. Well, time to go on. All right. like, <laughs> so she's dead. And like, we don't, we don't, oh, okay. That was she's the end. No, yeah. that was, yeah, that was it. That was it. So the deal goes through, but this attracts the attention of the FBI. Expanding to another casino has given cause for an audit, which makes it, which, ma- which makes it nearly impossible to launder. Lead investigator is Maya Miller, not Mitchell. Maya Miller, who is very friendly, very beautiful, and really good at her job. So Marty is laundering money through the realtor boy, who proposed to his girlfriend with a diamond made out of his mom's ashes, which you know is very romantic.
1: It, that's one way to say it. That is definitely one thing that you. I can mean,
0: say about that. is the is the rock not made of his mom's ashes or not?
1: No, you know, it you is. said that it was romantic. Eh,
0: maybe not that romantic.
1: Yeah, that's what I was crushed. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's a little bit on the creepier side. Mm-hmm. I get it; it's sentimental. Clearly, his mom meant a lot to him. Like, it's um, it's symbolic,
0: uh-huh. but
1: we could have found another way to be symbolic.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, we continue on. Uh, he's gambling a lot of the money that he inherited from his mom. The birds want him to lose at the casino, and they promise to pay him back. That's illegal, though, and Agent Miller catches him, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's near the end of the season, but, you know, we return to Marty, who bugged Wendy's phone to listen to her calls to Navarro. Navarro likes talking to Wendy. He likes to talk about his feelings. He feels close to her. He relates to her a lot. You know, they feel very, he feels like they're very similar, Mm -hmm. but, of course, Navarro is a drug cartel boss, so he's paranoid, and he figures out that the line is compromised, and Marty finds out, too. The day he finds out that the line, the day he finds out, that Navarro knows that he's listening to his wife's phone calls. He tells Maya Miller that he's going to take the deal with the FBI. And in the next, not even in the next 10 minutes, this man is snatched up and taken to Mexico. Gone. Absolutely disappears. And, you know, Ben finds out. Ben sees. And he finds out about the cartel. He finds out about everything. And I don't know if Wendy should have lied to him. Like... I don't know if Wendy should have like feigned surprise and been like, ah, I don't know. But I feel like, hmm, I can't judge because also Marty wanted Ben to leave, and then Wendy said no because he was upset because she was upset at Marty and she wanted to piss Marty off, so she told Ben to stay. Also, Jonah loves Ben, and Ben loves staying there, and Ben has a huge crush on Ruth. By the way, I think mm. Ben and Ruth are very cute together. I feel like they're very sweet, and my yeah. heart went out to them, and I, mm-hmm. I like them. I like them together. I don't like the people that were shipping Frank Cosgrove Jr. and Ruth. That is not a ship mm, that I no. can support. No, thank you. There were some people that were shipping Ruth and Marty together, which is also something I can't support either because Ruth is like... I'm pretty sure are close to Charlotte's age. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all are gross. Well, not Charlotte's age because she dropped out of high school. So maybe she's like 20.
1: But it's close enough to be creepy.
0: Yeah, it's close enough to be weird. It's close enough to be like, mm. Uh, Let's check in on the kids. Um, Wyatt is sleeping at rich people's houses and mm-hmm. vacation homes because he uh, kind of ditched um, Ruth after he found out that, you know, after she told him. And now uh, he's staying with Darlene. Even though he got into college, he's not going. Uh, Ruth tried to bail him out of jail. and said Darlene does. Why? What? wants something to do with Ruth. He doesn't want her money. He doesn't want to talk to her. He doesn't want to get to know her. He doesn't want to forgive her. Nothing like that. Wendy tries to take Zeke away from Darlene. At one point, he she goes to the farmer's market where she sells honey. And, you know, provokes her to the point where Darlene punches her in the mouth. Uh, it is so strange. It is eerie to me. It is unsettling to me. How Wendy is just ready to take a hit to the face.
1: Yeah. It's...
0: I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's giving childhood trauma.
1: Definitely.
0: It's giving underlying problems. It's it, it it's strange. It's weird. It's just unsettling, basically, to say to say the very least. Um this all happened. Wait, did I skip over something? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, uh Marty got taken to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh it was bad. He was basically put under stress test. It was bad. You know, a lot of heavy metal music, bright lights. Eating um, authentic Mexican food, some of it with maggots in it. Uh, you know, it was uh, not the greatest time, mm. but uh, basically Navarro does this to question Marty and to see what Marty really wants, and he also does it to see if they need Marty to launder the money. Uh, they find out that Marty is really good at laundering money. He's yeah, very smart. He's, he's really, really good what at what he it does. For, for a very good reason. You know? And so Marty convinces Navarro that he's going to put Agent Miller in his pocket. Navarro lets him go. He Marty goes home and he finally bones his wife for the first time in years, probably. So they're stronger than ever. Um oh yeah, Charlotte starts working with her mom. Jonah buys a drone because he's weird. And he has no friends. Uh he starts to spy on Helen Pierce's daughter, whose name I forget. Uh Helen's daughter is staying with her in the summer because, you know, divorce. Mm. and the daughter starts to like a bad boy who's also a ci for the fbi who also um it's kind of like who's also the guy from euphoria yeah yeah he's a guy from euphoria who's a drug dealer i think it's so yeah. interesting how you see like certain actors and other things they like, just
1: pop up all over the place yeah
0: like jim from ozark he's in something else i can't remember what it is but i've seen him in something else i know i've seen it somewhere but that's the point um Right. Wendy does try to take Zeke away from Darlene but at the hearing, White is a witness so it doesn't work. White and Darlene are a thing now which is gross. I'm just going to say it. It's gross. It's weird. <laughs> I don't like it. I feel like that's one of the I think that's a choice Ozark should not have made. Oh my god. Okay. Um, fair. No fair, fair. How do you feel about it? Zeke, uh, Glenn? I mean,
1: some people are into that. If it's like I said, it is still definitely creepy, but it's also Missouri. Hmm. Would I do it? No, absolutely not. If one of my friends was doing it, would I make fun of them? Absolutely. But would I be like seriously concerned about them? No.
0: Okay. Um, let's see. Marty huh. <laughs> Marty um promises the cartel to get Maya in his pocket. Wendy hates the idea. They go off in front of the therapist. Mm -hmm. That scene with the therapist, my favorite scene in the show. My favorite scene. No, what the therapist (laughs) does
1: next is my favorite scene in the show.
0: What? What did she do next?
1: What? Babe, she like, they find, like she reveals that like they're both bribing her. Mm -hmm. Duh. And she goes out fucking buys a Ferrari, a bright orange Ferrari. Ma'am, you are a therapist. You're supposed to know how human psychology works. You knew that if you spent any of that money, like, how did you get such a high amount of money? Dead. Right. You should have known, before you signed that lease on that car, you should have known, if I write my name on this, if I drive this off of this lot, I will be dead in the next scene.
0: It was so, when- It's embarrassing. Marty goes to her house, and you try to piece everything together, and I'm like, dang, bro, really? You you thought she would still be there? Like, for how long we've worked with the cartel, you knew it was over. You knew it was lights out. Mm -hmm. like she couldn't stick around and she should have known better she's smarter than that yeah she should have known to keep her mouth shut all right invest that money in something else girl like what are we doing slowly
1: invest in like the stock market or something you know at least nobody's suspicious of that
3: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: people think that's legitimate so yeah
0: at
1: least you're not in danger uh
0: we go back to uh, oh yeah the navarro cartel they are um, at war with the Laguna's cartel. That's putting a lot of stress on Navarro. Um, the Laguna cartel takes out Frank Cosgrove's men during a drop where Ruth Langmore, they've basically been messing around with Ruth a lot. They like put her in a truck. They keep being like rude to her and like mean and pushing her around. And like Ben doesn't like that. He put birdseed on Frank Jr.'s car to get um, her attention. And... Um, Basically, what happens is that Jonah and Ben were following Ruth with his drone. And then they see that the Cosgrove boys are still, you know, messing around with her. But it's to her benefit because they died. Because the Luguna cartel comes, shoots them up, blows mm-hmm. up the truck. And, ben, and she's just
1: a little bit too far away.
0: Thank goodness she doesn't die. Oh my gosh, Ruth. Thank goodness for you. And then Frank Th- Jr. thinks that she set them up. So he hurts her to the point that she gets in the hospital. Ruth wants Frank to die because she's supposed to be untouchable. Mm -hmm. But Wendy and Marty decide instead to kill the deal with the KC Bob, which isn't good enough for Ruth. And Ruth wants to kill Frank Jr., which I get. I understand. Like, she was holding alone for dear life. You know what I mean? So Ben is obviously upset about that. He crashes his sister's fancy fundraiser. He punches Marty in the face. And he tells Helen's daughter the truth, which is a big no-no. So Wendy takes Ben on the run, but he keeps buying burner phones to call Helen and Ruth. Wendy gives up her brother, which is really hard for her and really difficult. And she drinks vodka in a Walmart parking lot. Uh, Ruth quits working for Marty and Wendy. She patches things up with Wyatt. Darlene, to try and buy Ruth's truss, shoots Frank Jr.'s dick off, Mm
3: -hmm. and...
0: Ruth and Wyatt now work with Darlene, helping her operate her heroin operation. And Darlene teams up with the K.C. mob for distribution. Jonah is pissed off because Ben is dead, and that was his friend. So he goes to Helen's house with a gun, ready to take her out, which I... I That is such a parallel to when Marty and Wendy were scared that Jonah was going to be a school shooter.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I was sitting here like, no, Jonah! You can launder money, but murder? That's That's where I draw the line. line. That's where I draw (laughs) the line. That's where we we can't cross it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because, like, if more white parents took the time to take into account of how they raise their children and take the possibility that possibly they are the problem and possibly their kid's going to do something bad, like... The way that people talk about, you know, young black children becoming drug dealers and where are the fathers in the house? Y'all never talk about these white boys swatting around with these guns. Where are their white fathers? Where are their white fathers? They're off on the golf course or they're hiding in their white hoods in the closet. All right. They put on their red hat instead. Mm-hmm. All right. Y'all worried about the wrong kids. Their kids are running up in these schools. All right. In the malls, in the churches. <laughs> this country is so sad. Anyways, um... Helen tells Jonah that, like, how could we have known? You we weren't tracking them. Their phones weren't on. They were on the run. How could we know where Ben is? Try to implicate, basically trying to imply that Wendy called, you know, the cartel on her brother. And um, Jonah is still pissed off. So he shoots out all the windows in the house mm-hmm. because they live in a glass house, which is a great metaphor for, mm-hmm. you know, their life. Um... Let's see. Helen tries to reassure Wendy that she did the right thing, but really, she's just trying to convince Navarro to get rid of the birds so it's, they can, so that Helen could be in charge of the birds' empire that they've created for Navarro. Uh, the birds figure this out and they try to get the U.S. government to intervene on the Laguna cartel because they committed an act of violence on American soil. So that gives the U.S. government motive to move on the cartel, which takes it out, which wins the war for Navarro. And Helen's play was to negotiate a fake deal for Barty with the FBI so it looks like he is a snitch but by the time they figured that out they were about to get on a plane to Navarro and they're trying to figure out who is going to come out on top and it turns out that Navarro chose the birds over Helen
1: Mm -hmm. very dramatically he did not have to do it like that
0: no he did because it's like her blood is on your hands and her brains are in your hair we're in this together <laughs> I
1: mean, yes, the, but at the same time, very much not so because Helen was already involved without them. Helen is deep with the with the cartel before the birds even existed.
0: Mm-hmm. It's very interesting to me how like Helen has been working for the cartel for so long, but you know she gets a little greedy, she gets a little ambitious, she starts making some moves, and of course, me, the birds are messy, you know. They got a lot of problems, following them all the time. They got a lot of conflict, following them all the time. But yeah. they always seem to come out on top and figure out some solution to their problems. And I understand Helen being upset and wanting to take the keys away from the birds, and her still being upset that her daughter learned the truth because she didn't want her daughter to know. Yeah. And like her relationship with the cartel and her job with the cartel obviously took her away from her family and her kids, and that caused a huge rift in her. Possibly have having to sac- sacrifice so much, and her wanting. The keys to the kingdom because she feels like she deserves that because she's given up so much and worked so hard for the cartel that like she deserves some kind of piece of the pie and i get that and i understand that but wendy and marty bird have done the impossible upon the impossible upon the impossible like babe when it comes mm-hmm. down to it your stats do not compare they don't compare they opened up a casino when it was practically impossible they got him legitimate businesses, mm-hmm. okay? Like, Navarro got to chop off the balls of a horse that owned, that belonged to one of the cartel members, all right? Like, they got him a horse farm. Like, you are trying to... You're, like, you are jogging. They're sprinting. They're on the mile dash. You're trying to play like you're J-Lo when they're Leah. you know what I mean? Like... You're just not giving what they're giving.
1: No, no, you're not. It's just not it.
0: You think that you're Kylie Cosmetics, but they're Fenty Beauty. Like it does not. It's not the same. You know what I mean? You just don't have it. I'm sorry, babe. Like they're not the sauce. You're right. No, you're right. No, you're right. You're trying. You really try to come up and like be like the big dog. Like you've been here longer, of course. But they've done more.
3: Mm -hmm. They've
0: only been here for a couple months, babe. Barely been a year, all right? I mean, and I'm not going to lie. When season four was trying to come out, was about to come out, I was kind of like, I was so nervous because I was like, what's next? Like, what's going to happen? Like, I was kind of like, I was rewatching watching Ozark in preparation for season four. Yeah, And I was like rewatching everything that's happened and seeing all the sacrifice and all the moves they made, everything they've given up for the cartel. And I'm just sitting here like, wow, man, this is yo, hey, yo, like, (laughs) to be Ruth and to have lost, like, most of your family to this family? Girl, I get it. I get it. She finally gets some dick in her life and then he dies. Like, Uh, that really has to be hard. I also, the creators really had to be like, yo, Ben is not coming back. Ben is dead. Yeah. Ben is gone. Like, Nelson took him out, we're sorry. And I wanted so badly for Ben to just be missing. I wanted so badly for Wendy to just try. Like, please, just try, like, get him out, like, let him be alive, but- uh, She did try, and he
1: kept calling.
0: I know, I know. It was so hard to watch.
1: And there's one thing Wendy doesn't do is leave loose ends. Snap them all up, bop, bop,
0: bop, gone. You're not wrong. I, watching that scene, With Wendy and Ben in the car together. And then them in the diner. Why? Oh my Mm. gosh. He just wanted to be with Ruth. He wanted a house. He wanted a dog. He wanted goats. He wanted a farm. He just wanted to live a nice, happy, quiet life with Ruth. But it's so heartbreaking. This is in season four, I know. But, oh my gosh, that episode where we watch Ben... In his last moments on earth. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I cannot describe to you how painful it was. How hard it was to watch that. But I did. I watched it. Shout out to the writers. Shout out to Tom for acting that scene beautifully. Mm-hmm. I, everything about it was great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Season four. The last season. Um... So the birds are royalty in the cartel's eyes because they're taking out the Laguna cartel. And we meet Javi, who is the cartel's, who is Omar's nephew. I already can't stand Javi. I'm already over it. I'm done. Y'all always bringing these new people. I don't like them. I don't like any of these new people. Can we stick, like, oh my gosh. He's like, you know, I went to business school in Chicago. No one cares. No one cares, your degree doesn't mean anything. You work for a cartel, sir. All right, you don't own a chain of gas stations. Like, hello, you don't own a hardware store. Sir, you're a murderer. Like, I don't care. Anyways, um, season four starts with a car crash. You know, it shows the Bird family seemingly moving back to Chicago where things are happier and things are better. And, you know, they're getting their life back together uh and shows them in a very terrible car crash and mm-hmm. begs the question are they dead is this an omen is this a symbol of how when things seem to be going right things seem to be going well there's always destruction in their path there's always something out to get them i don't know but we're in present day now and wendy and marty bird are cleaning helen pierces guts out of their hair and off their clothes and they're at omar navarro's son's baptism party uh celebrating his life and they're seen as the bells the ball so javi is um introduced to them he is omar's ambitious nephew who went to business school and omar knows that Javi is gonna try to kill him and take over so navarro wants to retire and he wants immunity in the new u.s another impossible request for Mm. the birds marty tries to pitch it to maya while she's on maternity leave of course she's not down with it because first of all she just had her baby yeah okay let her rest also she's kind of over marty and all his shenanigans she's like i'm done you want to work for the cartel you can do that i'm over it i'm good like y'all can deal with that i don't want none of that i don't want a part of it okay uh wendy wants more political power So she takes Jim from Charles Wilkes, who was his right-hand man in season three, and she wants to influence all the politics in the Midwest. And um, Javi can't find out about the secret retirement plan. He can't find out about it, but for some reason, Javi keeps popping up where he does not belong. Javi keeps showing up unannounced, whenever he wants. And also Mel Satin, who is a PI hired by Helen's ex-husband, keeps popping up. And he's like, I just need a signature for these papers. I don't care. Like, listen, I need a signature or I need a body. And you're neither. He's like, either way, tell me what I want to tell me what I need to know so I can go, you know, showing up in their backyard, popping up, knocking on doors, showing up at breakfast. Like, buddy, I know you're this is your job. <laughs> like, hell is not here. I don't know what to tell you. Hi. <laughs> Last like, time somewhere. I saw her,
1: she was in Mexico. Yeah. Uh.
0: So um, I don't know. Uh, Charlotte is down to clown. She's down to do crying. You know. Uh, Jonah gave his Ben's ashes to Ruth, and Jonah is completely rebellious. He's against his parents. He hates his parents. Um, she puts him in a giant cookie jar that's shaped like a goat. Ruth is working for Helen Pierce now. She buys the Lazy O Motel, which is the motel that she worked at. In the beginning of the season she buys it to launder money through and jonah helps ruth laundering money and he moves into the lazy old motel full-time sheriff nix is also poking around helen's house because she is going missing and javi was there and he kills him just takes him out mm-hmm. and Nix was bought by Darlene because he owed her a debt, and because he's missing her deal with the Casey mob is done for. So then Ruth tries to find a celebrity chef to be an influencer for their product, but he ODs and decides to rethink his life choices and goes back to Chicago, which is which was a kind of an interesting turn for the season, like trying to get an influencer for like heroin. But mm-hmm. okay, interesting. But you know, okay. And um, let's see, Charlotte is down. I are mean, you even through lazy? the fact that like Javi killing Sheriff Nix is going like here we go again. This sh- here we go again. Here we go again with people doing this that's supposed to be doing. People acting out of pocket. People acting erratically. People not thinking before they act and causing problems for everybody else. Why are you doing this, Javi? Javi, what's going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sit down, please. Sit down somewhere. My gosh. And Wendy is trying to become a huge political player, but she needs a lot of money to do that. So she approaches Claire Shaw, who's a new owner of a pharmaceutical company, Claire uh, Shaw Pharmaceuticals. One of her highest costs is buying morphine for their drugs, and the birds pitch to her that she can buy the product for half the cost from the Mexican cartel. And making, in making this deal, Wendy can now buy politicians, and she finds out that Schaefer has voting machines that can fake votes. So Wendy Bird. Is thinking, you know what? I'll launder money for the for the Mexican drug cartel. I will build mental health facilities and give these people heroin without their knowledge. I will kill my own brother to protect the cartel, but I draw a line at election fraud.
1: Oh my I God. will
0: not okay. Have calm my down. American election fraud is country.
1: way more common.
0: Uh, voting machines that fake votes now. See that? That's not for my different. blue that's liberal hearts. <laughs> not for me. I voted for Obama, and I worked with him before he was Obama. How dare you? How dare you? She was really like, election fraud? Election? Babe, you killed people. You ordered a hit on two people. Election know- fraud is at the worst of your troubles. <laughs> that's not the thing you need to be worried about. <laughs> huh? Election fraud? That's not, that's not something you need to be concerned about, babe. Anything else like when Darlene poisoned her own heroin supply and started causing people to OD and like die from that? Did Wendy care that much? No.
3: Nope.
0: But you will you will lay down, you will draw a line in the sand, you will draw a line in the street over Republicans stealing away the heart of America, babe. What what Wendy? It's not
1: making sense.
0: Wendy! It's not making sense. Okay, babe, whatever. Like, she should have known something was up when Schaefer asked for the FBI file on his son. And then Schaefer was like, we found the mole and the mole has been taken care of. And she got that look on her face like, he killed somebody. He's like, babe, you've killed people too? You work for our cartel. What do you think cartel members do? Ah, uh, like, <laughs> <wait>, hello? What? <laughs> but- <laughs> Like, oh, you figured out that powerful people that hold the power of everyone's lives in your hands will do whatever they take to hold, keep that power? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Power corrupts people. You should know that from the end of season two, shouldn't you, Wendy? Saying there with your cape and your sullen look as you took someone's, the life of someone's father, even though he was trash, you know, you still killed somebody. Not going to lie. Um, okay. Yeah. Voting machines. Okay, and then we're talking about the deal. So, this is done through the Bird Family Foundation, which is building new mental health facilities, as I said before. Mm -hmm. And they basically took Darlene's idea from her, but they made it better, to say the least. And to make it seem more real, Wendy starts talking about her bipolar brother, Ben, who is missing and had a problem with drugs, but this brings a lot of unwanted attention towards them. It also brings her father down to the Ozarks, which is a whole thing, I was not, like, I understand, like, it's so interesting. Why is it that we see Wendy's family, but not Marty's?
1: Exactly.
0: Does Marty not have a sister?
1: I guess not.
0: Like, Otherwise, she'd be dead, too. I feel like Marty's family is probably a lot more normal than Wendy's. I mean, I don't, like, when I say normal, I mean, like, in quotations, because mm-hmm. not everybody's that normal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um <sighs> Wendy's father comes to see her. It puts a lot of things in perspective. It brings a lot of emotions. It brings a lot of drama, it brings a lot of awkward moments, a lot of weird moments, a lot of questionable moments. Uh, obviously, yeah. we do not like Wendy's father. You know, Ben was literally had a mental disorder that made him kind of a bit unstable. Mm-hmm. And yet, Wendy's the problem. And yet Wendy is the issue. Mm, yeah
1: it's not making sense
0: Mm, it's not mm -mm, the math is a math thing i'm not gonna lie but it makes sense that his father would eventually show up because the son is able like i'm sure that happens sometimes with people who have a mental disorder like bipolar disorder where it causes them to kind of disappear for a little bit but like what's going on you know like yeah so um uh, wh- I'm trying to look through my notes to see what I haven't mentioned yet. Um, one day, Marty hears Javi talking about an arms deal, and Marty tells Alvaro that this is what the FBI wants, so the FBI sieges- seizes the guns, and Javi box- backs out of the pharmaceutical deal because he thinks it's a mole. So now Ruth is supplying the heroin, and Darlene goes to Frank Jr. for the deal because Frank Cosgrove is out, and Ruth has to go through hell and high water to get the drugs back because Darlene already sold the drugs to Frank Jr. She, Ruth has to get the drugs back. Frank Jr. apologizes to Ruth. Darlene gets mad at Ruth for selling her drugs to the birds. And she gets mad at Wendy, but she has a heart attack at Wendy's driveway. And Wendy has her little moment where she's watching her suffer and have her heart attack. She's thinking to herself, what if I let this girl die? What if I let her just die? Like right there. And I'm surprised that Darlene survived. Really? Because I think, I think Wendy should have let her just, you know, because Wendy wouldn't have, like, done anything. Like, Wendy could have faked, like, oh, I went back in my house and I didn't know. I went back outside and I called Darlene, I was like, oh, my gosh, she didn't know. And called 911 when it was too late. Like, nobody would know. No one has seen her. There are no cameras outside. Jonah has retired the drone. You know what I mean? Like, Obviously, Darlene dying that early in the season would have messed up the end of the season and what's to come. But like, yeah. also, if Darlene had kind of like timed out forever, I wouldn't have been mad at it. I'm just gonna say it because obviously she gets on my nerves. She's the most annoying character. She causes the most problems. She's always in somebody's butt cheeks, always making them itch for some reason. Like Damn. she's always causing issues. But that's neither here nor there. Um. Yeah, uh, uh, Darlene has her heart attack. She's fine, though. She doesn't die. Uh, Navarro's deal with the FBI is moving along until Javi plants a bomb on one of the trucks. And so then Navarro tells Javi that he's retiring and hands the keys over to the kingdom. And Navarro makes a deal to give up the cartel and Javi. But the FBI changes the deal because the FBI knows if they take the Navarro cartel and Javi off the streets, a new cartel will come into place and they can't control that cartel. So... Navar- they want Navarro to be in charge, as long as the FBI can get their seizures for five years, and the FBI is going to take uh, Marty's job of moving the money around, laundering the money, and being his asset in the in America. Mm. The birds get immunity as well, and they get to move back to Chicago. But Maya hates this deal, so she tips off uh, law enforcement, local law enforcement, and Navarro is arrested, which messes up the deal. So Javi thinks it's the bird's fault. And Wendy has to convince Navarro to tell Javi not to kill Marty because we need Marty, okay? Y'all keep, please, just leave him alone, please. (laughs) And a new FBI deal is made. Javi's gonna spend 10 years being the new cartel leader. He's gonna get immunity at the end. Uh, I think Wendy lied to Navarro about him being released as part of the deal because he seems to believe that. But, you know, that's, I don't think it's part of the deal. I don't know if it is or not. Um, Frank Sr. goes to y'all Darlene. Darlene kills him. This scares Wyatt. Wyatt wants to run away with Ruth and three, but then he finds out that child services is going to take Zeke away because Darlene had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. So he proposes and marries her, and then Javi finds out that Shaw Pharmaceuticals bought heroin from Darlene. So Javi goes and takes Darlene and Wyatt out. Ruth finds out, and she sets on a plan to kill Javi. Follows the birds to Chicago, who finalizes the deal with Shaw Pharmaceuticals. Ruth kills Javi, and they were out. They were free. They were going to live their new life. And now they're scrambling. So instead of Javi, it's going to be Omar, who's going to be the FBI's lapdog. They need to get Omar off the SDN, SND. They're trying to get him off a list, you know, so that he can move freely between Mexico and the U.S. Yeah. with mm-hmm. immunity. And um, they don't have enough capital because Shah pulled out of the deal because she thinks this is crazy. And the cartel isn't going to wait for Omar to be released. So Marty has to go down there and run things as his proxy. And then they find out that somebody tried to kill um, Navarro in prison. Seems that it's Camila who wants him out. Camila is his sister and Javi's mother. And Ruth goes to Miami to get Rachel out of Miami to bring her back to the Ozarks. And because Wyatt married Darlene, Ruth is the sole heir to the self-fortune, which means Ruth can inherit the casino, which she does. She takes it from Marty, as she should, because she deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Snell, let me see. Navarro. Wendy decides to work with Camila to take out Omar, because, you know, girl boss tings. Uh. You know what I mean? Uh, women in leadership, we love to see it. Um, Basically, what happens, Omar is out Camila is in. Of course, Camila is so upset because her son died. So she kind of pushes uh, Shaw in a corner and she's like, Tell me who killed my son. And if Claire would have just shut her mouth and kept it cute, we would have been fine. If Claire had said nothing, we would have been fine because the only people who knew were Claire and Marty and Wendy. And the birds were going to take it to their grave. But Claire didn't see any problem with taking somebody out because she's scared of Ruth Langmore and she wants to be on the good side of the cartel. So she tells her what happened. And then the Langmore curse comes for Ruth as well and takes her out. My baby! My girl! Y'all took the one character I love so much in this fucking show. Y'all killed mm-hmm. her off. The one character who was the perfect person for a spinoff. Y'all killed her. And I, I will, I will, I will. Oh my.
1: You didn't say it. They I, were wrong. I,
0: I, the way I could throw my chair out my fucking window right now. I was so <laughs> mad. I was so mad. Oh my gosh. The way y'all do this to me is unfair. All of Jonah's friends are dead. That's not fair. Yeah. And then, of course, Mel, he pieces all of the, Puzzles together, he puts it all together. Also, Mel and Maya were kind of a thing for a minute, which I shipped. And like, I kind of wish I know that like the birds needed Mel to kind of turn against his morals so they could keep their kids Mm -hmm. so that the grandpa didn't take the kids because obviously the grandpa would be a terrible parent, Mm -hmm. obviously. And it's so hard to watch Wendy interact with her father because you can see the childhood trauma. You can see her father not loving her and telling her she's a problem and that she's unlovable and that she's hard to love. And like, oh my gosh! And Marty being there for her every step of the way. People were constantly like, Marty, where's your backbone? Marty, what's going on here? It's like, you're doing this for her, aren't you? And at the end of the day, it was like, he's doing this for his family because he loves his wife. Yeah, and y'all are all looking at her the problem, but she's not a problem. She's my wife. Cause Marty's done some bad things too. All right, no one is exempt. No one is white as snow in this show. All right, let's be clear. Y'all like the way Marty was down for his wife. Oh gosh, sometimes you need somebody to be there with you, even when you're wrong. Even when, girl, you are acting out of pocket. You just need somebody. To have your side, and Wendy was that person. He had Wendy, like Marty had Wendy's back. And although season four, Wendy was kind of like you know, flew out the bird's nest, kind of Wendy. Yeah, Laura Linny still gave us a very solid performance. I'm not gonna lie, she was still giving it to us each and every episode. She was turning it out, and in the end, Mel. I know I skipped over a couple stuff. I didn't finish my season four part two notes. But essentially, oh, okay. um, Jonah is holding a gun, and there are some people who theorize that he killed Wendy and not Mel. I think that would be an interesting theory, but I do think that Jonah did kill Mel.
1: Yeah, Jonah killed but Mel. someone
0: should have took it about in the first episode. If we had just taken it about when he first showed up, we wouldn't have this problem. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have had this problem. If someone just took him out in the first episode, where was Nelson? Why did you call up Nelson? It's like, Nelson, please get rid of this guy. I don't know what his problem is. Like, you need to make this guy take a nap. Like, please. Like, put him down for a permanent sleep. Thank you. You know. But um that's Ozark. Season one through season four. Yeah. Glenn, what did you think of Ozark? What are your favorite moments? What did you love about the show? What did you hate about the show? Tell us everything.
1: Um, oh my gosh. So I both love and hate the high drama. Shows like this stress me out so much. I just like can we have peace and quiet for like 3 <laughs> milliseconds?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I just want to be able to take a breath while watching the show without being stressed, without feeling like my heart is going to leap out of my throat. Um. So I guess I love and hate that. Um. Uh, I love all the girl bosses. How has this show made such great girl bosses without making them girl bosses? We have Helen, we have Wendy, we have Ruth. Um, I'm not going, I'm not going to call Darlene a girl boss, but like she has some of those qualities in her. She's not there. But she has some of those qualities. Like four, four girl bosses, all main characters in a phenomenal show. And it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel shoved out though. So it feels perfectly natural. It's like, oh yeah, this all makes sense. Written well. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah. Um uh, I start to like Moggy less and less. I like Margie Law in season one, and season two. I start liking him less and less in season three and season four. The kids are relevant. Why do they even have kids? Like what do the kids do? Like besides like-, like besides threatening to kill people, they want the thing the kids did. I like the kids. I just feel like so I don't have any problem with them. It's just like they're just like non-characters. Like when I first start watching and, like, when, you like, um, the mom revealed, like, when, uh, when you revealed to the kids, like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, you know, drug cartel, they're going to kill us, blah, 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 all that. I was like, oh, so this is going to be a family adventure. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be, like, a family cartel, like, drama, blah, blah, all that. It's really not. It's really just the parents. The kids, like, pop in and out. But this is not a family um, drug cartel show. This is the parents that happen to have kids who also know. And it's not like a problem. It's just it wasn't what I was expecting when I watched like when I first started watching I was like,
0: um I found it interesting that like Wendy told the kids about um I find it interesting that Wendy told the kids about everything. Well yeah, because when she did that, I was like, Oh,
1: so what do you mean that one? So the kids are in on it. So the kids are gaining it. So we're gonna have like secret missions where like they have to go to Mexico by themselves, but like they are in they're the ones um conducting the deals, like they're going behind their parents' back and they're cutting side deals without their parents. I thought it was going to be high family drama and it just wasn't. Because you know how fun that would be if like the mm-hmm. kids were cutting side deals with the cartel behind their parents' backs? Like if we have all four of these, um like all four of the family members and all of them are cutting side deals without telling any of the others. Oh and that's just kind of where I expected that it was going to go. When like I heard, like obviously, like why else would she tell them everything? Like right there, if that wasn't the direction that they want to go in.
0: I, hmm, I want to say, I think I don't know. I feel like them including the kids is like the kids are here, but also like the kids are kind of essential because when Helen's daughter starts asking questions about what's going on, at least she has Charlotte there to kind of, like, keep her in balance and try to keep her, like, together. Well, yeah, I think and... that the
1: kids are more plot devices huh. than they are actual, like, full characters. Or at least uh-huh. they used more, like, plot devices. Which is, like, I mean, it's fine. It's still, like, absolutely great. It just wasn't what I was expecting. It
0: does make sense. Yeah. I guess it does make sense. Yeah, you're right.
1: Oh, yeah. But, like, obviously, overall, an amazing show. The ending, don't agree with. Don't, don't agree with the ending. In my mm-hmm. mind, Ruth actually never died. Like, she is still alive. Um, I don't know what that scene was. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what all these things are about her being dead. I never saw that
0: scene. We would rather live in delusion than yeah. accept what has happened. hmm Yes. Um. Yeah, I think I really don't know what else to say about... I don't know what else to say about... um. The show like
1: we really covered everything like we deep dived into that
0: i find it interesting that nelson went after went after um rachel instead of ruth at the end because the birds needed the casino to launder money for the cartel and ruth wasn't giving it up so i found it interesting that nelson went after rachel first instead of just going to ruth but ruth like, Rachel taking out taking him out was like, oh, okay, girl, I see, you know? Very interesting, but, like, yes. Overall, um Overall, I, a, uh, A-tier, maybe even S-tier show. You know,
1: we can say S-tier show. The ending doesn't completely ruin everything.
0: I'm going to say A-tier show. Sure. I'm going to say A-tier the same way I would say that Secession is A-tier. Because Secession is a great show, and it's really good. I do feel like this third season of Secession is kind of ruined by more notable faces. I guess, yeah. Because what made Secession so good was the fact that we don't really know these actors, but they fit into the show so well that it helps... To just dive into the show, it's supposed to be like a mockumentary, but it Mm -hmm. feels like you're actually watching rich people live their rich lives, you know? Yeah, and that's the same thing with Ozark, it feels a lot like a show that's very authentic and very true to form. Like, Marty very much feels like somebody you would see at a grocery store, and you know, Wendy Bird very much feels like somebody you would just like just meet at church or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. the characters feel very normal and very realistic to life and feel like everyday people, but they're doing things that are so out of the norm that it's so interesting to see, like what they're bringing and what they're giving to this show and i love ozark so much i think it's super great and very like smart very well written there are a lot of fan theories like there are fan theories like wendy died in the car crash or um you know people want to know why melton go to the police and why he just took the job um in chicago or you know Obviously, like a lot of people are very, 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 very upset because Ruth died. And yeah. I don't think she should have died. I know no. that it fits into like the whole Lingmore curse and everything, but it obviously feels terrible that like we see her uh, succeed and do so well and get everything that she deserves. And her life is finally like setting up to be something beautiful and wonderful. And then like Claire Shaw has to mess everything up. And of course, we can't kill another cartel boss because. That's just not going to work out for us. I do kind of think that the theory that Jonah killed Wendy would work if they hadn't gone through the car crash. Yeah. Like if he was still mad at her, possibly. But I don't really think Jonah is someone who could really pull the trigger. I don't think he has that guts in him. No. Not quite. He's more like his dad than he realizes. Like I don't think he could kill his own mother. But Mel, possibly. I don't think he killed Mel. I feel like he probably shot him in the shoulder or something to scare him off. And then, like, maybe we could just, like, drag him away. But it's a good cliffhanger to end on. Just to make it seem like a family affair. Like, we're in this together. This is a family affair. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And the next 10 years, the birds are stuck with Camila, who might be a better cartel boss. Or maybe, I don't know, worse than Omar. That's what I'm
3: saying. I'm not not going to.
0: Netflix, if you do a spinoff with Camila, though, i will probably be down. (laughs) <laughs> I would be down. I'm. I'm good with another Narcos-like show because Camila, she, the actress who plays her, she's also in the show. House. Um, she's on that show. I started watching it on Netflix. It's on Netflix on the USA. Oh, mm-hmm. It's so good. I stopped in the middle of season three, but it's so good. It's such a good show. So, yeah, if they plan on like doing a spinoff with Camilla as the lead, I'm down for it. <laughs> i'm down okay um overall Ooh. ozark still one of my favorite shows still one of the best shows netflix has made mm-hmm. jason bateman is a phenomenal director he's a great actor the way that like he just plays marty marty is such a mild-mannered anxious quiet man who is very smart and like really analytical and Laura Linney is like his spunky wife who loves him dearly and he loves her too yeah you know their marriage, of course, has some rocky issues because, you know, that's what happened. But it's it's like, it's love. What can you say? Oh, my God. Overall, love the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like the ending. I do feel like the last season was a little messy. There's a lot going on, and I could not keep up with all of it. Yeah. But I do think that the longer, like, the 14 episodes really helps draw out the story. I found it... I found the Wendy admitting herself into the psych war to be a very white woman tears kind of move. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I felt about that, but it's obviously something to draw attention. Uh, It's it's a little interesting, but you know, yeah. I also will not forgive Wendy for being mean to Ruth about Ben's death. I will not forgive you for saying all those mean things to Ruth after Ben died. I know you were hurting, but like, if she has said something like that to me, like, if... I took the ashes of your brother that you ordered the hit on and he loved me. And you told me that I would have been a temporary person in his life for three months and he would move on to something else and that he hated blondes. I would have decked you in the face so quickly.
1: Dead. Dead is how.
0: Also, Wendy's father, you will not see heaven. I'm sorry, sir. That is not the place you are going when you rest eternally. It simply is not. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. But it is what it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, I'm giving the series an eight out of ten. We don't really do rigs. It is eight. No, 18. we
1: don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, Glenn, anything else you want to say about the show before we wrap up?
1: Um, I really hope you watched it before watching this episode because you kind of spoiled it.
0: <laughs> I mean, we basically give you like the overview. So like if yeah. you haven't watched the show. You kind of have now that we gave you, told you sure. everything that happened. Mm-hmm. We did skip over some, like, other details within the show that aren't, like, really. It's not that, it's important, but it's not that important. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, yes, so we are done talking about Ozark. We are going to go into our last segment of the show. We're talking about, it's called I'll Pass, where we talk about TV shows and movies that we are not watching coming out soon, or industry news that have come out that we are not interested in. Mm-hmm. And I want to start off with, I have two things, but I want to start off with one thing. Okay. And then you can go and then I'll mm-hmm. go. Um, a new movie is coming out, or I think it's out now, I don't know, from a it's called Men. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a film about how hard it is to be a woman walking around at night. And I just want to say, I'm not going to watch this movie. A lot of people have talked about the movie already, and they've talked about how it's not really adding anything new to the conversation and it's not really that like interesting. Like, It's a film about a woman who's being stalked by a guy who's going to kill her or murder her, which yeah. is the premise for mostly every horror movie or every true crime documentary that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very clear that this movie that was made was written, produced, and executive. like Every creative decision was made by a man. There's no female introspection. There's no um, direction. There's no nuance or something else to the movie and a lot of people will say that like you know movies are movies they don't really have to add anything new they don't have to add anything different to a conversation they don't always have to like bring in another layer of analysis to a discourse you know but if you're going to make a movie about how hard it is to be a woman and how scary it is to be a woman you could at least talk to a woman and ask yeah. her what it's like just one. talk like... to one woman <laughs> and it doesn't even like maybe three women and one of those women could be someone who's not white Yeah. You know, this movie feels very basic and it's giving you like, oh, being a woman is hard because like when you have to go to your car late at night, you got to keep your keys in between your fingers in case you got to stab somebody's eye out because they could come kill you. Like, we get it. We all know this. This is, it's basic. A24 is a phenomenal studio that can bring you such better movies with a lot more nuance and something that's just like, The fact that literally
1: six weeks ago, they released Everything Everywhere all at once, which is probably going to go down as one of the best films of 2022. And then they released Men.
0: Yeah. Overall, like, I watched the trailer. The trailer looked interesting. The trailer did pique my interest. And it was something that made me think, hmm, maybe this will look cool. You know what I mean? It's a movie that's based on uh, gender-based violence and stalking. It's a psychological thriller about trauma, grief, and toxic masculinity. Uh, They say it's Midsummer meets The Lighthouse, which is all well and good. The overall premise of the film is a woman flees to the British countryside after witnessing her husband's death, but instead of a desired respite she needs, she feels an unnerving feel as if someone or something is following her everywhere she goes. So... A lot of uh, people have seen the movie already like on TikTok and um, a lot of people have said that it's really good or like it's really traumatizing or it's really scary or it's really disturbing. There have been some people who have said that this movie is just not that great and doesn't add any kind of nuance or anything different to the conversation I'm just not gonna see the movie. It is directed by um, Alex Garland. He did mm-hmm. um, ex machina and Annihilation and Devs. So obviously he is a very talented director. he knows what he's doing. he you know is always bringing something new to uh, cinema you know and I'm sure he, like I know he's very talented. I've seen his other movies. I think he's really great. I just think that this movie could have benefited with a co-writer. It, it could have brought something else. You know, like, being a woman is scary. Yeah, we know. Yeah. We know. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to bring to the table? No? All right. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm just not going to watch Men. I mean, there are other 24 movies that are going to come out soon that I can see and the other movies that I can watch. It's just that this will not be one of them. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Glenn, is there anything you're going to pass on this week? Yes,
1: yes, there is. I completely forgot that was even coming out. I got rudely reminded this morning. Um Jurassic World Dominion, I think is what it's called. The what? sixth. The sixth. The sixth Jurassic- one it's coming out. It's coming out June oh 10th. Oh my
0: god.
1: So in like a week and a half or so, yeah. You
0: know. Oh, this is the one with the Wonder Wise. And so one,
1: I I have never been a huge fan of the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movies in general. Nothing against them. I just, they haven't been my favorite movies. Yeah. Um, but like, with Chris Pratt in the starring role, it really just adds I'm not going to watch this onto I'm not going to watch this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're already stretching to get me to watch Thor Love and Thunder when it comes out this summer because Chris Pratt is starring in that. Mm-hmm. And I love the MCU. So there's no way you're going to get me to watch a series that I really don't care about. The sixth one. I don't even think I've watched the third, the fourth, or the fifth. Where it has, like, it's, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry YouTube wasted their money showing me that ad. Because not, I'm not going to watch it.
0: Yeah, I, I think that I'm not going to watch it either. It's not really something that is... It, like, Jurassic World... It's just one of those summer movies that come out that you see with your family, or it's a movie that you play at like the community park or whatever. Like, it's a safe it, movie. The best thing
1: that has come out of the Jurassic World movies, except for like the original, because I agree, the original is like a classic of like the cinema industry, the film mm-hmm. industry. But after that, all the ones that have come out in the last like 20 years, the best thing that happened with them is that when they come out, Dairy Queen usually does a promotion where they do, like, the special Jurassic Park blizzards, because those are amazing. I love Jurassic Park blizzards, baby. That's the best thing about them.
0: Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's a movie. It's coming out,
1: and I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I'll pass. Yeah. What's the second thing that you were talking about?
0: Uh, okay. The second thing I'm going to talk about is a bit of a rant. Okay. And it's a rant I'm not that excited to talk about, but it must be discussed. So recently, um, I don't know all the facts about this. I'm not going to go into every nitty gritty detail. We're doing an overview, okay? Recently, Dave Chappelle did a show and somebody basically rushed the stage and tried to punch him in the face or assaulted him and everything. Mm-hmm. It was a white man. He was a Trump supporter. And Dave Chappelle went on a basically transphobic rant talking about the person who assaulted him which has inspired him to continue to do transphobic rants and other shows. And very recently, um, there was a group of people that went to a comed- uh, comedy show with John Mulaney and Dan Levy opening. It's a, it was a show where people had to take their phones and put it in a pouch, So it was like a no phone, no watches show. And at that same show, after Dan Levy gave a very sweet um, story about um, his son, and how his son has a new friend that now identifies as a boy, and how the audience was very much receptive of that, Dan Levy then introduces Dave Chappelle to the stage. And Dave Chappelle was not rehearsed. He didn't have anything prepared. He mainly talked about the assault. And he said two transphobic jokes. Neither of them did that well. And then after the show, John Mulady went and hugged him. So it has disappointed a lot of people who are big fans of John Mulaney, especially a lot of queer fans of his, you know. I think John Mulaney does not understand, like, even though he is a successful comedian within his own right, the virality of his shows and the tidbits of everything he said from, like, New in Town to, like, his Radio City Netflix special, like, his fan base is made up of a predominantly young queer people who relate to his comedy and his stories and find him very funny. And I was a huge John Mulaney fan, but now I cannot be because you've chosen to platform a transphobe. And it's obviously disappointing. And it it's really, it's like, it sucks. It's yeah. awful that somebody that I really liked and I really admired and I really loved would choose to allow somebody like Dave Chappelle on his stage and say such horrible things to say such horrible rhetoric and just allow that to slide and allow that to happen. It's irritating and it's annoying. And I hate it. I don't like it at all. And it sucks even worse because his show big mouth has clear teeds in the show. Mm-hmm. Like people who watch that show and now know that you are okay with platforming someone who spews hateful, transphobic rhetoric all the time. And that rhetoric is costing the biggest, his biggest employer, Netflix, to lose money and stockholders. And also Netflix firing most of their queer staff for their site to dumb. Which is a very popular site and very well frequented by people who watch Netflix a lot of time. Like I've been on to dumb a couple of times, and to dumb is also a kind of extension of still watching Netflix, which is their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So it's I hate it, I don't like it. It's awful that Netflix is Netflix is okay with ordering a season two of Heartstopper, but you will not keep on your lgbtq creatives on your team even though you pull them away from well-paying jobs and force them to relocate to los angeles to work for a company and they want to work for a company because it's netflix duh but you take away their money you take away their job security you take away their financials and you give them no service package and nothing to fall back on no safety net whatsoever and how are these how are we supposed to deal with this when people can't get jobs people can't get houses Everything is expensive. Inflation is everywhere. The fact that y'all would do this is downright dog dirty. Mm-hmm. And John Mulaney has abandoned his base by allowing um, Dave Chappelle to be on that stage. And I know he's not going to apologize because why would he? He doesn't really care. And if he does apologize, I'm not going to accept his apology. No one's going to accept his apology. Like it's it's very disheartening to see somebody that you admire and you really do like do something so shitty. Like this is, this is garbage. Like this is a reflection of your character. And maybe we should not put our faith in white men. You know, maybe I should have known when this man was cheating on the wife that he said he loved so much with another woman who tweeted out that she liked him once. Maybe I should have known that like this guy ain't shit. But maybe I was like, you know, what? I can't judge him based off his dating purposes or his dating history because when you're somebody who's dealing with an addiction, you know, people act out in different ways and you can't judge them. You got to give them grace. You got to give them leniency. But I cannot give you grace in this situation. I'm sorry, sir. It's not, it's you. It's not mm-hmm. me. It's you. Mm-hmm. It's you. You've done this. So yeah. And to all the people who are defending Dave Chappelle, you can kiss my ass. That man is a bad man. And I think we should all accept the fact that possibly the the genius And the comedic, um, you know, the comedic genius that we see from Dave Chappelle was most likely the people that wrote for him, unless the genius that he had for himself. Because you gotta have some new material other than punching down. You gotta bring something else to the table. You gotta have something else to talk about. It still irks me that Netflix let him have that special 846 after um, George Floyd died. Cause there are yeah. a number of black comedians you could have called other than Dave Chappelle, but I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah. I guess I think that's it really. Mm-hmm. It's also, uh, this is not like, this is, I need to stop, but Florence Pugh has broken up with Zach Braff and she is possibly dating homie from uh, Midsummer will and homie from, um, uh, what's his name? What's the show? Bandersnatch. We're the Millers. Uh, the video game he's also in. I forget Mm -hmm. the name of the video game, but she's possibly hooking up with him. She started her hot girl summer as she should, as she should. She deserves, she never deserves Zach Brath. Okay, he's old. All right, get you some young blood, girl. We love it. We love to see it. And you know, Rihanna, Asap, Rocky are getting married. I still think she deserves better, but you know what, girl, live your life. It's fine. You're the billionaire, not me. You know what I mean? True, true. Yeah. I just had to keep. (laughs) I just had to update you on the celebrity gossip.
1: Oh, damn. A little
0: bit of tea. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Beyonce is possibly releasing music, but she said that in 2021. It is 2022 now. So she said that she's
1: possibly releasing music for like the last like eight years. And how many times has she? Twice.
0: Beyonce's like, I'm releasing new music, drops one single. Does disappears. one before Ritz disappears forever. Mm, I
1: mean, that's disappears. all she needs to do. That's all she needs to do.
0: Disappears with her. So I did
1: Savage Remix, making the Stallion Beyonce not win a Grammy. Oh, wait, it did. Mm. Oh, it did. So that's all she needs to do.
0: Mm, period. She said, You're welcome. Also, um, Pete Davidson, Kyla Mooney, uh 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 Aidy Bryant and Kate McKinnon are leaving SNL. Mm-hmm. Ha ha that's crazy to me. I knew Kyle Moody was gonna leave eventually because they keep cutting his sketches. They keep cutting his sketches, bro. I would have been pissed too. Mm-hmm. I would have too. I keep cutting my sketches. Like, do I not work here? Also, it makes sense that P James is leaving SNL. Yeah. He's he's become bigger than SNL.
3: Yeah.
0: It's just he doesn't need them you know, anymore. He he doesn't, you know, and we're gonna miss his witty commentary, you know, him half delivering his lines. Pretending to pl- play an 18-year-old when he is 32 years old. 80 Bryant, she deserves, because Shrill is such a good show. She is amazing. She is so funny. Kate McKinnon, the star, carried that show on her back with Leslie mm. Jones, too. Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones, when Leslie leaves the show, it's over.
2: Mm. That's
0: why you got to call it a wrap. When yeah. Leslie leaves the show, Lord Michael says they hang up the hat and say goodbye. That's when it, That's when it's done, done. That's when it's done, done. You know, but... Yeah, you know, Colin, Joseph Michael you're going to stay on that show till the wheel falls off. Yeah, I, shout out to the new cast members too that are going to come in because y'all got some big shoes to fill. I don't even watch SNL anymore.
3: No.
0: I don't even pay attention to that. I don't even watch SNL anymore. I don't even pretend to care about SNL anymore. But shout out to the new cast members. You know, SNL is an institution and having that job in your resume is going to open up a lot of doors for you. Yeah. You know, so good luck, you know. Yeah. Um I think that's it. You know, do I need a gossip corner?
3: <laughs> you
2: might.
0: You might. <laughs> do you not like it when I talk about blood? <laughs> I don't really like
1: I don't mind. It's just not something that I pay attention to. Like okay. I hear about it. Like I knew yeah. that um I knew that the people leaving SNL, now. I know that Aesop, uh, Rocky and um Rihanna are getting married. Yeah. I didn't hear anything about Florence Pew. But, like, I hear about it just because, like, I live in the world. Uh-huh. But, like, yeah. it's not something that I, like, I go out of my way to pay attention to.
0: This stuff just hops up on my timeline, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, I need to stop reading blind items at 2 a.m. You know what I mean? I was I mean? about to
1: say, yeah. But yeah. let, it doesn't just pop up yeah,
0: on your Yeah, you know, okay. Okay. But, yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything else. okay i think we're all good all right you guys thank you so much for watching this um thanks for listening we really appreciate it uh don't forget to follow us on twitter on instagram subscribe on youtube uh follow us on apple Podcasts and spotify you know follow me and on all of our socials don't forget to follow us on tiktok we thank you so much for all your support and all the love Excuse me. Uh, shout out to all the people who followed us recently. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the last reel that uh, Nii nee posted uh, was the one with Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian from the Met Gala. Yeah, that has eleven thousand like p- views.
1: Bruh. eleven
0: thousand views, really? hundred likes.
1: They love us. Oh, okay, sorry.
0: They love you. God, <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> with you saying, you know, I would never say anything intentionally to tear women down. But (laughs) I would never. I would never. (laughs) That was perfect. All right, guys, we're going to see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.